I hate to go all technical on you, but all hands on deck, swirly thing alert. Attention. Listen, you motherfuckers. Buckle up, pedal heads. You're experiencing the Lotus Effect with Phoenix and Phone Boy. You are my podcast, my only podcast. So if you fucking take my podcast away, I'm going to shove my foot so far up your ass. Oh, my God. It's very creepy. Just a little weird. Maybe it'll catch on. Who knows? It is out of sheer morbid curiosity. I'm allowing this freak show to continue. How do you fix that, though? Take a big step back and literally suck my dick. Do I have your attention? Send your dick pics. (laughs) Are you interested? I know you are because it's fuck or walk. You're shitting me. Have you made your decision for Christ? To tell you the truth, I don't give a shit. I would not say such things if I were you. Who the fuck are you? Phone Boy and Phoenix. I don't know, Phone Boy. Those two are those two are pretty interesting to listen to. They're fucking nuts! But they don't know shit about fuck, clearly. You just can't trust them. Fuck you two! You're talking peak no agenda right there, everybody. Yeah, you're talking peak no agenda, um, and uh, but you're also you're also talking uh, the Lotus Effect, episode eighty one of the Lotus Effect, where the show's made up and the content just doesn't matter. And uh, I'm Phone Boy. So we finally <laughs> met the man whose shit doesn't stink. Yeah. Yep. And I'm still Phoenix, despite rumors. Let me start this off by clearly stating that I'm better than everyone. Well, okay. And by the way, just I need to make sure I acknowledge this because this is a, because this was a boostergram right before the show started by by uh, by the aforementioned Phoenix. This is a new live son of a bitch. Yeah, that's, that's right, right. It is. It is. And uh, you know what? We, then I guess we're gonna get this uh, get this uh, shit show started. What is this? A freak out? This is kind of strange. This is Not a speck of light is showing, so the danger must be growing. Are the fires of hell a-glowing? Is the grizzly reaper mowing? Yes! The danger must be growing, for the rowers keep on rowing, and they're certainly not showing any signs that they are And yeah, we are here. And uh, the you know, Lotus effect uh, definitely affects everyone differently. So, however, whenever the Lotus is, is affecting you or touching you or, you know, or sharing the bowl with you, whichever that is the case, thank you for your courage in propagating the model of the Podfather himself. And now, if you are new to the No Agenda family, which I can't imagine, well, I'm sure some, some folks here are. Um, maybe. But, uh, uh, so, why, why, don't you, uh, why don't you let them know how it works, uh, my love? Well, you know, it's really simple. My keyboard doesn't function, so I can't scroll my script. No. Just kidding. You have a touch screen. That's only because I touch it. It doesn't mean it works. <laughs> well, there's that. Kind of like other things, I touch it. It doesn't guarantee to work. Yes, and I do agree that uh, I, I do agree that one of the ways that you can uh, so uh, so um, I, I, th- I think this is a, this is a perfect segue. So tell me on the voicemail line where the Lotus affected you. That's actually a great. Um, I, that's I a great, actually like that. Yeah. So yeah, where where did the Lotus touch you? Call two uh, two five three two three seven three three two one, and uh, and uh, you could you could refire on that. You could also refire on this week's uh, show uh, refire topic which is uh, what's your food kryptonite i.e the thing that you cannot resist uh so give us a call on that that's one of the ways you can contribute value back to us because we are a value for value podcast and yeah we provide you value in the form of entertainment and however you get that value whether you enjoy the hijinks actually get information from the crap that falls out of our maw 
or you enjoy Studio 33, our after party, and shake it until you break it in the after hours, you can uh, you can give that back to us, whatever it's worth to you, in either your time, talent, or treasure. And the ways you can do that, you can go to lotuseffect.show, smash that yellow We Like Money button, which I still have not figured out why it's not a green We Like Money button, but whatever, I'll get over it eventually. So that's a way to send us some of your Fiat Fun coupons via PayPal. PayPal. Yeah, that's happening. All right. Via PayPal. Or you can send us Boostergrams using a podcasting 2.0 app. And if you don't have an app that lets you stream Satoshis to your favorite podcast, well, take off all your clothes and go to nudepodcastapps.com and go get you one. Or if you're really shy or you have more morals than we do, you can go to newpodcastapps.com. It will lead you to the same place and you can get one where you can splash the walls of the studio like myself and some of our other pedal heads enjoy doing. You can also send us some snail mail. And if you want our address, you can hit us up in the back channel. We'll be glad to provide it. Yeah, that's right. And so with that, we will read, read the boostograms that we've gotten. And, and, and now, keep in, now, the other thing, of course, we also do our music uh, shows. We do Rideshare Radio on Friday nights at 8 p.m. Central. And we also do uh, after, much after uh, <clears throat> after this show, we uh, on, on, fr- on Saturdays at 4 p.m. Central. Uh, we also, uh, yeah, we, we, we stream tunes into the, well into the evening. Now, we also... We should also say that we, we are planning to be on no at live after no agenda tomorrow. Uh, on yeah, I, I think I got a concussion somewhere between yesterday morning and yesterday afternoon and came up with a brilliant idea. Hey, why don't we see if anyone is going live after no agenda tomorrow? Hit up Bemrose and look at that. Lucky us. Nobody was doing it. So here we are. Your wonderful favorite pedal heads. And we are going to be actually doing an In the Blossom episode with my mom, Mama mm-hmm. Phoenix. That's right. So I encourage you to put questions in the chat or hit us up on the back channel and give us some questions to answers you would like to know because I'm actually going to approve that my mother can tell stories about me. So anything y'all want to know about Phoenix, here is your probably one and only opportunity to get the real raw data from my mom herself. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. And you can also leave those questions on the voicemail, 253-237-3321. We can certainly take them there, too. So, um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, we're doing a double dose of uh, the Lotus this this weekend. So um, there Talk you go. Talk about being really fucked up. Yeah, exactly. You uh, would have to be to, to take a double dose of the Lotus effect. Yeah. Exactly. Well, maybe that you were taking a double dose of the Lotus Effect because you got fucked up. I don't know. There's, there's they are a- kind of interchangeable. We're just going to admit. Yeah. So, so anyway, let's talk about the, the those some who- of the people who are touched by the Lotus Effect. How it affects them. <laughs> exactly. Well, it affects Weirdo, and uh, he was compelled to boost thirty three thirty three, saying Studio thirty three is lit. Tasty jams with the Lotus Fam. You sexy some bitches. That's right. That's what we are. And so uh, we yeah we're having a great. Um, you know we're having a, we're having a great goddamn time here. We also um, yeah during Studio Thirty Three and and these so these are ones I think because these are Studio Thirty Three ones. Uh, these I'm sure all happened from uh, from last and yes and then we've also just got another boost from Weirdo ten thousand sats saying Lotus Effect boost being the pod. Then where the fuck you at? Yeah, you're right. I agree with that. Uh, we need to. This I, is the place to be. That's right. I need to make sure I put these in the show notes because I always do because I always need to know exactly where we where we end the boostogram uh, thing here. 
here. We, we get right. and we get them. We get them all over the place. Here we're getting the t- the tasty jams and everything. This is this is the, this is always the fun of this whole of this whole thing that we do here is trying to do all this live all at once. You know, that's right. And later tonight we're gonna have some tasty vittles because if you noticed on No Agenda, I posted the menu for tonight. It is a no sugar, no grain meatloaf with mashed cauliflower and green beans. That's right. That sounds sounds all tasty to me. And much like uh, And the recipes will be included in yeah, the show notes. That's right. So Along uh, with picks. Yeah, exactly. So uh, Weirdo boosted 30, uh, 333 sats uh, going DJ Cumberbund the new sickness. That was a, that was a pretty sick track actually. Yeah, well. Uh, yeah, and then he boosted a th- another 1000 sats saying Bootsy Collins, I'd rather be with you. All right, that's a great one. Uh the, he followed up with another 1000 sats saying Studio 33, Isley Brothers, Between the Sheets. That was a smoking track. Yeah, as was uh, your request of 3333 sats for saliva, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, that's that was a good one. And then Boosty Steed came up in the studio with 3333 saying, I'm your boogeyman from Skate Movie, Roll Bounce. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it is. Uh, yeah, it was a request following up on what Sharky was putting that's down. That's right. Yeah, that's right. So and Sharky puts down some sweet tunage as well. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, uh, Dame Boosty seat again. Thirty-three, thirty-three sat saying trombone shorty YouTube tiny disc concert. Yeah, that was kind of interesting. Um, Piranesi, which is her equally awesome other half. Yes. Boosted ninety-nine, ninety-nine yes. saying release the bats. Nick Cave. Yes, I've, I've, I've actually. I met both of them actually. Uh, it, fine it, folks, from what I hear. Yes, they they are they are fine. They are very fine people. Uh, anyway, um, then uh, you boosted thirty three thirty three sats saying Savage Garden truly madly deeply because I got you Sharky. Yeah, there you go. Absolutely. Uh, yes, I, and, I knew he would dig that yes. groove. And then you boosted again thirty three thirty three sats saying Electric Light Orchestra Strange Magic. This dinner is magic, phone boy. And yes, it was. It was very good. Um, the, the dinner that we that had. was the smoked chicken, wasn't it? Yes, it was. Oh my I, God. Okay, so quick. Quick fourth wall break. Tell everybody what you said about chicken. I said, uh, that, that's it. That's the only way I'm doing chicken again. Because yeah. <laughs> it was, yeah, it, y'all, it was fucking epic. Now, it took a while to actually get done because it took a little longer to smoke than we anticipated. So it was, we didn't get, I didn't get to eat it until almost midnight. I don't yeah, think. it was a very late dinner that night. Yeah, but it was. I, I won't be doing any more smoking during a live show yeah. unless it involves the good herb yeah or you have somebody else to maybe help you too well that's the thing too because yeah. tomorrow when we're live i will have my youngest son phoenix jr probably work in the smoke box since i had planned to do ribs for dinner and i'm pretty sure we're going to keep on that trajectory i believe so i don't see why not we uh, we have ribs right or do we need to go buy some more it's a combination of we have some, but we need some. Okay, got it. It's it's a nice, healthy mix of we're going to go to the store. Now. Okay, so we're going. Yeah, we need to go to the store. Okay, so not going to um, hurt anything. Okay, um, so uh, weirdo boosted a thousand sats saying Studio Thirty Three Chris Coleco uh, the the business. Yeah, the business was good. And then you followed back with thirty three thirty three sats saying E Forty Bang Bang Niner Gang because football is life. Go Niners! Yeah, I'm, I'm That's right. I'm I'm all about that. Um, he threw back a thousand sats. Weirdo did yep. for Studio Thirty Three King Fantastic West Coast Synthesizer Beach Bum Gangsta Music. That's nice. Another thousand sats came in from Weirdo saying Kid Rock Ball with a Ba. God, I never can say that. Yeah. 
And I, I like that track actually. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, and then you boosted uh, thirty three thirty three sats saying panic at the disco. Hey, look, well, I made it. And yeah, we did. Um, and another yeah, did. thousand sats from weirdo saying uh, L- uh, Lund low. And then we got an interesting boost for music girl 46. She boosted a hundred sats saying, just listen to this intro on found nap. I'm very curious and I'm looking forward to listening to more of your shows. Greetings from the Netherlands. Now, so that was amazing. We, now have confirmation that we have at least one yeah. listener from the Netherlands. I suspect Tontanil listens. Yeah. Hopefully, yeah, I mean, it, would, it would be nice. I love if she, her art. Yes, her, her yes, her, her art is wonderful. I, I actually, actually, I, I, there was some question that we were supposedly had for Tantanil, and I think it was how to say something, wasn't it? Or was it? Yes, the, I believe it actually was. Uh, that's right. I, okay, because I think that's that's for off air. Yeah, that's for off air. Okay, so uh, then, so then we get um, then, then we are weirdo boost and five thousand sats saying right share radio boost and remember kids if she has an apple she has a banana that is some excellent advice. Fantastic. Weirdo. Advice. Yes, it is. And uh, Weirdo boosted again with 33, uh, 333 sats saying um, manage, MGMT, electric feel. That was a nice track, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you boosted 3333 sats saying women, Def Leppard. And you also uh, boosted money talks uh, for 3333 sats. Uh, Weirdo does 333 sats saying rideshare radio tones and I dance monkey via iFountain. And there is a song that was used. I swear to God, it was used on like a Google or a Verizon commercial or something. I can't even fucking remember. Sounds like that. That that has a, a beat like that, and gotcha. it's just yeah. I just can't remember the lyrics. It's just kind of almost nonsense. It'll come to you at an obscure time. Yes, I'm sure it will. Um, I used to play that song all the time, um, but I don't think I ever bought it. So okay, so we get weirdo boosting another thousand sats saying uh, Crystal Method trip like I do featuring Filter. Yeah, we got that. And we uh, were definitely tripping like you do last night. Yeah, you know? and then uh, and then if, uh, we get then uh, the last of the this, the the boost from yesterday uh, is uh, you boosted twenty five thousand sats saying Twist and Shout when then we played it. Yeah, that's, that's right. That's how we're I gonna, was I was going big and hard because I had a good week. Yeah, you did, and uh, we we certainly appreciate that. So. Now, if you want, <clears throat> now what's cool is that now why do people boost the uh, songs? Well, you boost the songs because that's how they get bumped up in the playlist. That's that's kind of how this works, right? Um, it's it's a it's a priority uh, priority scheme here. You know, we're not you know it's not like a uh, you know it's not like I'm making a ton of money doing it, and I don't really care. But you know, it's a it's a way to it's a way to show that show your love. And by the way, it actually does help the show because we show up we keep showing up on like the top ten boosted uh, shows on Fountain. They we get I get the they get posted to. Um, uh, it gets it gets posted to Twitter, and I get tagged. Well, maybe that'll get us more listeners. They'll be curious. Boy, what are these folks doing? They're they're getting boosted yeah. left and right. So, so guys, it is. I mean, well, the amounts are cool. Yeah, boost. I mean, you don't have to boost a lot of money. I mean, you know, I don't know. Ten thousand sats is not even a dollar. I don't think. I mean, I don't remember what what the current value is, but it's not that much. So, um, you, you it's can get the thought that counts. That's right. This is truly a situation of the thought that yeah, it's the thought that counts, and here's a and here's a way to show your uh, show your love and support. Uh, yeah, and we don't discriminate. It's not like as if like if you boost ten thousand sats and then somebody right behind you boosts like a hundred sats, that the um you know the uh, I had that backwards actually. Yeah. If you boost 100 and then somebody boosts 1,000, it's not like the one that boosted 1,000 will be played before the one that boosted 100. It's played in order. More or less. It's the way it should be. Sometimes things move around. but That's because you've hugged up the playlist. Well, I do that too. But just remember, Arr, shiver me timbers and boost me, bitch. Boost That's me, right. bitch. That's right. That's so. right. Listen to the Podfather. Boost me, bitch. 
That's right. So so take off all your clothes and go to newpodcastapps.com or just go to newpodcastapps.com. Same thing. Um, now, and if you want to give us some feedback, because we do like to hear from y'all, <laughs> other than being troll quested in the chat room. We like to know what y'all are thinking, so you can send us a message on No Agenda Social. Of course, he's at Phoneboy, and I'm at Phoenix, P-H-E-O-N-I-X, with a name that's too damn long to spell all the way out. Just type in P-H-E-O-N-I-X after the at sign, and it should pop up, because I'm the only one with that spelling as far as I know. That's true. You can also email us, phoneboy at lotuseffect.show, Phoenix, same spelling, P-H-E-O-N-I-X, at Mm. lotuseffect.show. You can snail mail us if you've got a big item or you just want to drop an actual letter that you wrote with your pen and your paper. What a concept. Yeah. We, we, yeah we, Wait, we, am we, I showing my age? Yeah. Well, we got a, well, yeah, we got, we actually did get a, we actually did get things in the mail from a couple of people, but that is right. Yes. So we've, we've gotten value for value returned. So. That's right. So we're going to, we are going to uh, hit the button here uh, and then say, because, you know, the other way you can contribute, contribute your feedback is of course to call us at 253-237-3321. One ringy dingy. Two ringy dingy. Dell Computers, this is Chip. Now, Chip isn't going to answer the phone, neither is Ernestine. Ernestine's not going to be standing by, but Google Voice is, and they'll be sure to make sure they mangle your transcript. And, uh, yeah, you're, you're going to become a show title if that happens, if it's good enough. Yeah, we, we, got, we got a couple of calls to, uh, to look at here. Um, so, yeah, uh, we want to hear what the food you cannot resist is. What is your food kryptonite? What is the one thing that no matter how hard you have tried to give up, you just cannot put it down? Call two five three two three seven three three two one and tell us about it. Yeah, um, there. They, I, yeah, we definitely do that. And uh, um, yeah, this is we. We you know, of course, there's lots of things that might be uh, dangerous here. And I'm, 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 I'm actually getting. I'm actually making sure that I've actually got um, the clip that I needed to play for mine. So, but that's. I, but we'll, we'll do that during the toast and jam segment. So right. Um, but just remember, however you send us your feedback. I mean. We don't want your shit. We still send us your shit. Yeah, well, I mean, you can give us shit. We give each other enough shit. We don't need yours. Exactly. So, um, so anyway, we will start with um, we will start with uh, the the following. Uh, you know, we'll, I guess I guess we are, we're going to we're going to move into our health segment, which means we got to play this clip right here. Oh, is someone not feeling well? Your illness is very important to us. Next. Welcome to the Helpmaster Inferno. Powered uh, by Me Technology. This goes in your mouth. This one goes in your ear. And this one goes in your butt. Yeah. Yeah, somebody didn't realize we weren't muted. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Fuck you! <laughs> anyway, so... All right. In, in Would it be our show if stuff like this didn't happen? Yes. Yeah, so this is this is the beautiful thing about the Lotus Effect. It affects everybody differently, and sometimes it affects us. A bit. It usually affects us from being able to do a professional show here. So, um, okay. You started it. So, t- so I just earlier today in the in the in the No Agenda Social timeline. Now, by the way, if you think there are stories that we should cover in our in our things, you can send it to us in a few different ways. Uh, we actually there's a story here later that we actually sent to Sir Spencer that we'll get into uh, um, in the second half of the show, I guess. And then that is definitely part of returning the value 
for value and we would like to recognize Tigger as she did contribute inadvertently a story we picked up and ran with this week that we'll talk about after. That's right. So in that kind of in that same segment actually. So all right, so we're gonna we're gonna talk about the fact that the US Food and Drug Administration approved the sale of genetically modified pigs at restaurants and grocery stores. Hope the, nobody's eating right now since this is gonna make you sick. Yeah, the altered pork named or made as German style sausages was developed by scientists at Sir Bemrose's alma mater, Washington State University who used CRISPR to improve genetic traits in livestock. The team used the gene editing tool to pass elite DNA from one uh, breeder to several others, which let more males pass on desirable traits and improve food production. Now, I don't know what else let to say. Let me just say, your meat, your pork, your chicken, your beef, whatever, this shit should not be genetically modified. It should not be cloned. It should not be anything but naturally raised slaughtered and consumed yes because there's there because yes we don't when when this is done at mass production we don't know what the long-term effects of this we could actually have uh we created something that's actually ends up dying much quicker or is or is actually more poisonous for you so we don't know this is there's a lot of things we don't know you know mother nature does a pretty good job of, of, of evolution it does it very slowly too and for for good reason um yeah don't fuck with mother nature y'all yeah don't yeah you, you don't fuck with mother nature I think I have. I think I have a clip to that effect, or I something did. like that. Yeah, I did. I did have a. Uh, I, I did. It's anyway. not nice to fool Mother Nature clip. Yeah, it's well. That, well, there's that one too, which I, which I've. Yeah, there, it's not nice to fool Mother Nature. That is that is true. And I think I've got yeah because I've, I do that one. I do have here, and it's like that. It's not nice to fool Mother Nature. Yeah, altered pork. I think that might be. A, That's a total show title. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So uh, now, so yeah, fuck fake food. Yeah, and it was funny that in order to get this article, I actually, so in the show notes, I've got, um, I'll have links to all these articles that we talk about. Uh, this one, because they were, it, the, you know, the, it, it, I, this is a side digression. And I'm sure, I'm sure Sir Bemrose will appreciate this because uh, it, 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 so it, it, it's true. So I, I, I go to find this article on the Daily Mail. Now I saw it from a screenshot in NAS. And so I actually wanted to read the fucking article, right? As they say. And, um, uh, and so I actually, I, you know, so I went through it and it's like, oh, you got an ad blocker turned on. So uh, yeah, please unblock your ad. I'm like, no, fuck you. So what I did is I threw it into archive.is. Now, what it will do is it actually it actually creates a, you know, an, an immutable copy of the page as it existed at that point in time so that you can go back to it in the future and refer to it. Because as you know, uh, on the internet, uh, nothing is permanent. Anybody can change anything at any time. And so what, what sites like this try to do is they try to um, keep the, you know, allow you to preserve, okay, this point in time here's what the site looked like now the the website itself if you load it up it takes you know it's got a bunch of crap on it that you don't that you know other than the article and in fact it's funny because i need to get an ad blocker installed on somebody's uh, tablet because when i see here drives them nuts when i'm doing show content and there's ads all over the page Yes, exactly. Not a lot of that stuff. Yes, without JavaScript and all that. Yes, I understand that. Uh, but uh, and so what I did is I stuffed into archive.s and it and, you, and it shows you everything that it's downloading from the page and it's pretty fucking disgusting what's on what's on some web pages these days. There's a reason that yes, there's a reason Sir Bemrose uses his browser without JavaScript. It's a, it is inconvenient to, uh, to do that, of course, because pretty much everything uses JavaScript. And I always feel bad when I always have to create something that involve that uses JavaScript as a solution. But uh, unfortunately. 
unfortunately, uh, you know, modern web frameworks being what they are, sometimes you have to do those things. And yes, most people do not run with the the ultra secure. Uh, you know, if I really want to view it and secure, I'll 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 read the I'll hand read the HTML. Good luck trying to do that these days too. But um, but in any case, is this yeah, lucky uh, me. Starting in fall, I'm going to have to learn how to do that. Yeah, well, that's true. Uh, so now, meanwhile, we're going to move on to cancer because uh, we because this is this was a a story. So the scientists have identified proteins in the blood that are linked to high risk of developing heart diseases, which are affected by drugs used to treat cancer. Now, by understanding the mechanisms of the notorious proteins, scientists hope they can develop new treatments or modify existing ones to reduce the risk of cardiac toxicity and strive for better treatments and outcomes for those affected by cancer. Now, um, the sad part of which is it's actually the pharma that kills you like with the cancer treatments it's not the cancer itself it's literally the exactly meds. yeah so you know okay now now researchers performed a genome-wide association study on the dna of nearly 37 individuals without heart disease to identify generic variants linked to changes in the structure and function of the heart's ventricles through a technique called med, um, uh, medallion randomization they randomization they identified 33 proteins ding 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 that were found to have links with developing several heart diseases atrial fibrillation and other conditions now i don't know maybe maybe it's just me but uh, actually probably just uh, maybe just stop eating sugar. I mean, there's no. A, you don't say. There, there's a reason Vinny Tortorich has a, a, who who had this a rare form of uh, leukemia, like I don't know, in 2007 or whatever. Um, and uh, there it is. Uh, it, it's it's just um, yeah. It's it's and, and, and he has not had it recur. And the reason why is he doesn't eat fucking sugar. Isn't that amazing? Yeah, it's kind of amazing. It, it's very... It, random thought. Yeah, just a random thought. Maybe, you know, maybe the, the treatments that they should be doing or, or shouldn't be... It shouldn't involve pharma, but hey, what do I know? Um, you know, and then... Surely you can't be serious. Yeah. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Uh, well... Okay. No pharma? No pharma? Well... Now, now, of course, the next uh, the next several stories are in the fuck COVID category because of uh, they are. yes, because yes, there's fuck COVID because fuck COVID. Yes, you're, we we have a where where are we here? So uh, apparently, the, so there uh, up until well a couple days ago, um, apparently international travelers still needed to show proof of a COVID nineteen vaccination in order to enter the country. Now today we wow yeah so today this is I believe this was um, uh, this is a few days ago. So it says today we are announcing that the administration will end the COVID nineteen vaccine requirements for federal employees, federal contractors, and international air travels at the end of the day on May eleventh, the same day that the COVID nineteen public health emergency ends. The White House said in a press release now the now on, on later in the article it says something along the lines of on may 11th the requirement would no longer be effective based on the white house's latest update this does not mean that the government no longer believes in vaccination as an effective tool in preventing transmissions the the white house is simply adapting to the changes um uh, that uh, that came with the overall improved immunity of the population, either through vaccination or previous information and i believe there there's a clip Infection. that needs to be played if previous can... infection <clears throat> bullshit yeah. exactly now of course i wonder that the, and, and so so i read this and of course i you know we, we'd like we'd like to parse the words and so that says that does not mean the government no longer believes in vaccinations as an effective tool in preventing transmissions now of course i take i the, didn't realize transmissions were a problem for people i know they're really fucking heavy and they get kind of dirty and shit and you need a hoist to yeah. lift them up but i didn't realize transmissions was a government issue yeah exactly um but uh yeah that's it's they're, they're preventing trans Transmission of ideas by by killing people. I think this is okay. well precisely. I mean, how else do you mass genocide your population but to stick them with an experimental 
medication that you force upon them like the Nazis forced the Jews into concentration camps. Yep, said it. Not sorry. Fuck you! Yeah, so... Meanwhile, the uh, now we've getting into um, you know, this, this. So um, the uh, the state attorney general in, in, in Texas is actually uh, uh, launching an investigation into the three um, COVID nineteen vaccine makers in the United States. Well, Fies- I just want to point something yeah. out really quick um, about the story that we just spoke about. Yeah, wasn't it Adam that put it in the red book that like April would be the end of the pandemic and Probably. everything would just whoosh, go away? Yeah, I mean, he might have been a year or two off. And either way, he's just a few weeks off. So I still yeah. say, uh, uh, Podfather is from the future. Yeah, we 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 we've acknowledged this. We've all acknowledged this. So, um, so but yes, there's an investigation into three COVID nineteen vaccine makers in the United States: the Pfizer, Modernas, and Johnson and Johnsons. It was announced Monday by Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton in a news release that. The Republican said his office would investigate the three major pharmaceutical companies for deceptive practices, particularly for the alleged manipulation of data from trials of their vaccines. Paxton said... What? Statistics lie? Exactly. Water's wet, too. Yeah. Paxton said he's eager to find out if the company's engaged in, quote-unquote, gain-of-function research. And... If, I thought quote, we unquote, already established this. I, I thought fucking Fauci already said, yeah, we did it. Yeah. Profit motive or political pressure played a role in the interventions the government and health authorities forced on the public. The uh, the uh, the development of the COVID-19 vaccine and the representations made by and the knowledge of Pfizer, Moderna, and Johnson & Johnson are prof- of profound interest to the public's health and welfare. This investigation discovers the truth, Paxton said in the news release. Now, And he also said that his office would investigate whether the pharmaceutical companies misrepresented the data on the efficacy of their vaccine from their clinical trials, and they will look into potentially fraudulent activity that does not fall within the immunity provided to the manufacturers when they were making the COVID-19 vaccines. It would be interesting to see how that pans out. Yes. So this, yeah, it is exactly, and, and of course, if, you know, the, the article quotes a Pfizer shell, of course it's going to, and it says that these authorizations are based on a robust and independent evaluation of the scientific data on quality, safety, and efficacy, including our landmark phase three clinical trial. Data from real-world studies complement the clinical trial data and provide additional evidence that the vaccine provides effective protection against severe disease, which, <laughs> yeah, by killing you. Exactly. You know, safe for whom and effective at what? Exactly. Yeah. Right. So, uh, meanwhile, now this is, this is, this is, uh, this is just fucking hilarious, right? So the, uh, so the CD, so the Centers for Disease Control uh, launched a probe at, after its annual conference last week caused an outbreak that led to 35 attendees testing positive for COVID-19. I'm yeah. surprised it wasn't 33. Yeah. I'm just saying. Yeah, that they missed a prime opportunity to drop the magic number. Or, or, or at least, to, to at, maybe to at least 33, right? That would have been the way to do it. Right? Oh, oh, yeah. yeah. And yeah. honestly, I, I've seen a meme going around. Uh, a couple of different ones, but they both have a same character, which I believe is the Joaquin Phoenix in uh, Joker face saying, you get what the fuck you deserve. There you go, CDC. You yeah. get what the fuck you deserve. Yeah, in, in any case, in an email to Washington, the Washington Post, uh, CDC spokesperson Christian Nordland said that the agency wants to determine the transmission pattern and how the conference has enabled the virus to spread among attendees. CDC is working with the Georgia Department of Health to conduct a rapid epidemiological... There you go, there we go, word. Yes, assessment of the confirmed COVID-19 cases that appear to be connected to the 2023 EIS conference to determine Transmission patterns, Norland said. Now, yeah, obviously because they followed their rules and they work so well, don't they? Yeah, that's kind of the... Well, the next story just further proves that. Exactly. So, yeah, the... Um... So there's this article oh, go ahead. Yeah. in the Medical Daily that says face mask recommendation did nothing to curb COVID-19 incidents 
there was a study in Finland that said the face mask recommendation when children returned to schools amid the COVID-19 pandemic did not help lower the incidence of infection, according to this study. So they said, according to their analysis, no additional effort was gained from mandating face masks based on comparisons between the cities and between the age groups of the unvaccinated children, 10 to 20 years versus 7 to 9 years. Now, the study authors wrote, unfortunately, the study failed to determine how rigorously the children used their masks at school and the types of masks they used during the period. They also noted that the data only reflected positive cases during the Delta variant. Thus, their findings might not be comparable to those from the Omicron and other variants, according to the Medical Express. Yeah, but uh, again, um, you know, I, I think we all so knew So basically, this. wait, their studies were bullshit because... They they didn't take all of the variants into account and so on and so forth. Like, they just decided after the Delta variant, like, all right, this shit's over. You know, we're, we're not going to test anymore with this mask. Yeah, it's thing. like, oh, it's much better. It's like, no, it's still it's still roughly this. It, 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 it spreads the same way, y'all. I mean, whether it's the Delta variant or the Omicron variant, whether it all spreads the same way. So it's going to it's going to, you know, why? Why would a variant uh, be, uh, be be blocked by a fucking mask better than another? I don't know. It's the, the, the whole thing's just patently fucking absurd. Uh, now, well, there's a reason why when I see people walking around with those bullshit virtue signaling paper masks on their faces. I just want to walk by and... Can you smell that? Got COVID. Yeah, exactly. So... Uh, you got that right, and of course now we've got uh, this. Is, this is this is a sad story. So uh, la- last month, Vance Masters of the Guess Who was at home on a treadmill, exercising in preparation for his first evening out since the pandemic began. And now the 77-year-old internationally recognized musician is on life support in an intensive care unit after contracting COVID-19 inside of a healthcare center. Now, his family is speaking out on the lack of protection for vulnerable patients in Manitoba, particularly in the wake of rescinded mandates in hospitals and long-term care settings. Now, mm, yeah, and. This dude is 77. How many comorbidities does he have? Yeah, we don't know. But Exactly. They don't talk about that. They just want to make... And, and you have to love how when they begin it, you know, oh, he was on his treadmill exercising to prep for his first night out since the pandemic began. Oh, my God. Feel so bad for him because he's been locked down. Did you ever think that the lockdown caused to weak, you know served to weaken the immune system that then led to the fact that if he did encounter COVID, it was going to be more aggressive in his body, especially if he has other underlying factors. No. Why would we look at that? Yeah, exactly. No, they're not going to do that. Of course, you know, they, but but again, I think this, as this next article suggests, is, uh, well, is everything COVID? Uh, so oh, ever, my God, yes. Yeah, so ever since uh, public health officials and medical doctors confirmed that the new COVID-19 variant XBB.1.16 or, 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 or Arcturus could uh, cause con- conjunctivitis or pink eye, there have been assumptions about how difficult it would be to distinguish from seasonal allergies. But it's actually easier to tell the difference between the two. Oh, yeah, week. it's real simple. With seasonal allergies, your eyes puff up. With pink eye, your eyes get a whole bunch of shitting them and they glue shut while you're sleeping yes now last week the los angeles county department of public health released a statement on the detection of the first cases of of arcturus in the in the residents of los angeles county noting that pink eye had been tied to the new covid 19 transmissions according to statement observational data suggested uh, people infected with xbb.1.16 could experience conjunctivitis as a symptom of infection however for those who have yet to get tested it's not that hard to tell if your pink eye is due to allergies of the new sars cov2 strain i'm not wait 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 
double click on that for just a moment, if you will. Yeah. Have you ever had seasonal allergies and developed fucking pink eye from it? No. No. Because conjunctivitis literally broken down is an infection of the conjuncti of your eye. An infection. Allergies are not an infection. Yeah. These people are assholes. Yes, no kidding. Well, and of course, like I said, just everything is COVID. Now, this is, we got one more COVID story here. So, the new, st- so, um, so apparently, uh, the latest study published in the British Medical Journals and led by researchers at the Swedish Medical Products Agency shows that there's no strong association between COVID-19 vaccines and changes in menstruation. The study authors looked at millions of women, both pre- and post-menopausal, to see if the COVID-19 vaccine could affect menstruation or bleeding risk. I think what you're trying to find is... is, is uh, think you're trying to find uh let's see which clip is it uh, i have it i know what you're talking about because it's something of something uh let's see i didn't have to say a thing all i did was she got the pussy! no it has nothing to do with that i was actually leaning over to look at your soundboard to find something so pay the fuck attention to what you're doing and not what i'm doing yes well i'm trying to assist you in what you're doing no you're not because you don't know what i'm looking for okay well, <laughs> I, 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 I can. yeah well you know that's just like uh your opinion man so i don't know what the fuck you're talking about yeah, so i mean seriously though it seems like the covid 19 vaccines making everything worse not just that um so um you're I, I don't know what you think you're doing on my soundboard here this is, this is give it give a phoenix a soundboard uh yeah don't play that be, be, yes i know but you need to be careful when you t- you know when you're touching stuff because that you know what yeah not touching anything. Yeah. If you want me to touch you later, jeez. <laughs> oh, um, all right, let's move on to the next story here. So uh, this is this actually was a. Um, I, found, is, I finally found uh, yeah, it. Yeah. <clears throat> Bullshit. Bullshit. That's yeah. what I was looking for in relation to that period story because there are so many women who are reporting problems with menstruation and pregnancies and everything because of this vaccine. I don't know where the hell these assholes are getting their test subjects from, but I'm guessing that uh, maybe they're bioengineering them. Yeah, something like that. The uh, Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I was... Uh, yeah, I mean, I think about this because I know my... Because, you know, my, my daughter is of childbearing age and, and I know she's gotten the, the Pfizer vaccine because uh, it was available for those under 16. So Okay, is it just uh, evil of me to say that I hope the vaccine renders you unable to have kids and it breaks her spirit and she becomes a shell of her former self like her mother oh anyway i don't that that's i don't know that's the weed talking not exactly so apparently we have a bunch of fake nurses running around um ain't this something yeah so from this is from the office of inspector general uh on uh, january 25th 2023 the u.s department of health and human services office of inspector general and our law enforcement partners launched a multi-state coordinated law enforcement action to apprehend individuals engaged in a scheme to sell false and fraudulent nursing diplomas and transcripts the enforcement action resulted in the execution of search warrants in Delaware, New York, New Jersey, Texas, and Florida, and the 25 individuals being charged for their involvement in the fraud scheme. Now, the alleged scheme involved the selling of fake and fraudulent nursing degrees and uh, diplomas and transcripts obtained from accredited Florida-based nursing schools to aspiring registered nurse and licensed practitioner vocational nurse uh, candidates. Now, the individuals who acquired the bogus nursing credentials used them to qualify to sit for the National Nursing Board exam. Upon successful completion of the board exam, the nursing applicants became eligible to obtain licensure in various states to work as an RN or an 
LPN slash VN. Once licensed, the individuals were then able to obtain uh, employment in the healthcare field. The overall scheme involved the distribution of more than 7,600 fake nursing diplomas and transcripts, and, and the schools are now closed. Now, I, I, this yeah, ra- I think yeah, this raises a question to me. Like, okay, how so, Nurse Elise? If if you listen to this, we would love for you to call two five three two three seven three three two one and weigh in. How hard is it to pass? like your MCATs and stuff. That That's what I want to Yeah, know. exactly. So, yeah, because to me, that just seems kind of, because, yeah, I mean, either that means the test is too easy or the test, or, or like, we got bigger problems than just that. I mean, because that's a... Well, it, okay, so let's go down a an IT rabbit hole, a little cyber, if you will. How hard would it be to crack into the system and get, arguably, like, the answers to every question and then spend however much time memorizing the shit so that you know when it comes up on the test you're like oh i know that answer blah 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 yeah exactly so um yeah just a weird thought yeah i mean we yeah i mean trust me i i I deal with it you know and then we we see we we try to account for this in uh certainly in the tech field because there's a lot of you know the uh, you know the certificate sort of dump and test dumps and that kind of thing so one thing i was thinking about though with this what if it's students who actually went to school but you know had to drop out or you know I'm, I'm not I'm, I'm just not sure how because I'm I attended nursing school for it was actually the first post uh, grad education yeah. that I got after high school and I know the the material was pretty pretty extensive so that was one of the big fears is when it came ta- you know when it came time to take the MCATs like would you be fully prepared like what's it going to be like and having taken the national registry exam for my EMT those tests are definitely intense yeah I was going to say I mean so that this is yeah so to me it just seems like this is uh you know that that there that there's a much bigger problem here that they're not talking yes black yeah black cats matter I agree um don't feed the trolls yeah I know but he's this is the yeah he's just reposting his uh kitty a kitty had a foot and wants to touch it photo from last night I mean, that's he really has a pussy problem. Yeah, yes, he does. That's part of what he does is distracted. I'm pretty easy to distract. So, all right. Yeah. Uh, yeah let's really? Go, yeah. Let's. You move don't on, say. Yeah. Let's move on to Alzheimer's for a second here, and then so an experimental drug boy. made by Eli Lilly appears to be effective in helping slow cognitive decline in people with Alzheimer's disease. Sounds magical. The drug called uh, uh, donanimab was uh, used in a phase three trial with over 100, 1,100 individuals participating. Now, officials at Eli Lilly said the drug was able to help people with mild cognitive impairment due to Alzheimer's disease. Now, Eli Lilly said that they'll be asking the FDA for approval for the drug as an Alzheimer's disease treatment later this year. But wait, there's more. Oh, yes. Now, the most common side effects were swelling, edema, and hemorrhage, and some participants experienced headache and confusion. Now, in the trial, brain brain bleeding, I'll try to say that three times. I think you're having brain bleeding. Yes, I am. Uh, Brain bleeding, yes. I think, uh, anyway, that, uh, uh, yeah, so something like that. I, I don't no, believe it's something. Now write that down. All right. The most common side effects were swelling and hemorrhaging, and some participated headaches and confusion. In the trial, brain bleeding occurred in thirty-one point four percent, or that's three hundred and forty-six.
six out of 1,100, which accounts for roughly a third of the people in the trial. Yes. And brain swelling occurred in 24% or about 264 participants or a quarter of the participants. In, 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 and all I can say to that is, the fuck, y'all? Exactly. Uh, but yeah, so yeah, uh, I might I might potentially bleed out or, or get my or swell up my brain. Yeah, sign me up for that shit. Um, yes. Um, yeah, I've also, actually, that is, uh, yeah, the uh, in a town of Blaine, yeah. Yes, I'm aware of that. Um, um, anyway, the uh, there's also uh, there's uh, now this is this was this was interesting because I think this uh, this may be uh, I, I think this I think this might have some application here in general. A new study finds extreme application yeah, finds breath work may help decrease the risk of dementia. Participants took part in simple breathing exercises twice a day for four weeks. At the end of the study, researchers found lower levels of key proteins associated with Alzheimer's disease in their blood. Now, the, the study that was done at the USC Leonard Davis School of, of Gerontology and published in Scientific Reports asked 108 participants, half between the ages of 18 and 30 and half between 55 to 80, to inhale for a count of five, then an exhale for a count of five for 20 minutes, twice a day for four weeks. All the participants were hooked up to a heart monitor. Half the group was told to think of calming things, while the other group was told to pace their breathing with, in rhythm with a pacer. The breathing exercises had an effect on the heart rate of the volunteers. The heart rate variability increased during each exercise. The breathing exercises were associated with a drop in the levels of amyloid beta peptides and tau protein circulating in the bloodstream of the study participants over the four-week period. And by the way, they and th- th- these are the uh, these are the uh, proteins that they are taught. We were talking about earlier, um, and you know, when we we're talking about this, it's, it's, those are the things. Now, the study spe- authors speculate that there are a few different mechanisms by which altering breathing patterns could impact the accumulation of Alzheimer's proteins in the brain. But more work is needed to figure out what specific mechanisms are involved and how they influence overall risk of dementia, said Dr. Susan Kolhas, uh, 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 executive director of research at Alzheimer's Research UK. This research suggested a symptom. Uh, called the noradurangic or a system. Oh, and what the a system called the noradurogenic pathway involved in the flight or fright response could be involved, but more investigation is needed here. Well, I can tell you that that, that uh, meditation, uh, you know, I mean, it, it causes your entire body to actually just like calm the fuck down. So, I mean, okay, and, and I have to interject the fact that one of the things I learned in statistics is the fact that when you get a result that you cannot support your hypothesis on the answer is always more research is necessary pretty much that's what popped out at me in that particular article not trying to shit on it but there is something i'm definitely shitting on and that is the ozempic yeah so we we, go v and manjaro yes so uh you want to so yeah you want to you want to talk about uh your uh, conversation with our with our informant in this area i do an unnamed source which is a legal term had a conversation with me about some pharma and we were discussing the hair loss and the muscle mass loss that's occurring with Ozempic and I'm sure it's probably similarly occurring with Wagovi and Manjaro but gee isn't it amazing we get confirmation of the fact that the clients who have these prescriptions are also getting hair loss drugs shampoos that prevent hair loss creams. Uh, They're getting prescriptions for rashes. And one that I found particularly interesting is there's an increase in the need for yeast infection meds among people who are taking these, finger quotes, 
weight loss drugs. So yeah, ultimately, because you don't want to put the work in and change your diet, you're going to have an itchy hoo-ha and you're going to be bald and blotchy. Boy, that's a real good look, isn't it? Yeah, um, and it's just, it's just, it's, yeah, it's, it's, you know, I think we were, we were reading some story about this earlier, and we didn't, we didn't clip it, but uh, we did act, but, but yeah, that we started, we, we had to go ask uh, somebody, and so we did. Oh, yeah, when the opportunity arises to talk to some boots on the ground, you take it. Yeah, that's right, so. Uh, so yeah, it is interesting to see that this is actually happening, and, and yeah, that and it, it seems to me it's like yeah, you take one drug, it's like you need uh, You know you're muted. Oh, I am muted. I love when he's muted, y'all. He just can't keep his fingers off the buttons. So I have no idea how much of that you all actually heard on his side. That's true. We we yes we 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 determined this. Yes, I, I, this this does happen. But you know, fuck you too, you know, dude. That- no, no, it ain't like that. Yes, I, you know, you fucked up. Yeah, whatever. All right. It wasn't my mute button, sir. Yeah. Uh, returns with more liquor. Yes, of course you do. Uh, yeah, we're, 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 uh, yeah, we're not, we're actually not, uh, what, what do we, what am I? Oh, yes, of course, I'm supposed to actually play that. But, but see, this is what we're, we're playing anyway. Yes. I'm trying to play it. Bemrose needs more liquor. There That's right. Because you need more liquor, sir, Bemrose, you actually missed Phone Boy yet again not being able to keep his fingers off the mute button. Yeah. So he was literally coming through my mic, I'm sure, at a very distant sound. Yes. I, no I, idea where he, you know. It wasn't that important anyway. <laughs> That's so. the whole point of this show. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, That's our new theme. It's not really that important anyway. Yeah, it's not that important anyway. But like, all I think all I was saying was is that yeah, the, the it's not it's not a shock that these uh, that yes we get more drugs. Uh, you know the, that you get more drugs to to deal with the side effect of the drugs that you just got put on, right? And it's the only winning move is not to play. Um, Yes, nothing on this show is that important. I agree. Stop feeding the trolls, yes. homeboy. I'm going to take your monitor away. Uh, yeah, you're not going to be taking my monitor away. You're going to have to fight me for it. Um, but anyway. I will sit on your head and <laughs> fart. I will blow your head clean off your shoulders with one... <laughs> Don't mess with me, son. Uh, I'll make you, sure you, we you have want, cabbage you, you for want, dinner. You want to... You you, you, Don't you, you want to sit it. on my face. God damn it. <laughs> You're a perverted old man. What is wrong with you? Uh, we we don't have the time to go into that. I don't. Think. You ain't lying. Yeah. No, we need to talk about some obesity and kids. Yes. Because we've got sons that are being born to women with polycystic ovary syndrome (PCOS), which is one of the most common causes of female infertility among millions of women of reproductive age. They're three times more likely to develop obesity, according guess, to a new study. By the way, guess what? Guess what uh, drives a uh, uh, PCOS? Mm, uh, sugar. Yeah, well, insulin resistance, which of right. course, yeah, so, diabetes. Yeah, exactly. exactly, diabetes. And so, mm-hmm. you know, if you, uh, yeah, and, we, and, and there's been reports of people in the, the Vinnie Dorderich No Sugar No Grains group on Facebook that that have rever- they've effectively reversed their PCOS uh, symptoms. With and it. I've actually read of some uh, yeah. as well on the app that i chart my stuff yeah so now this uh, now this sort of hit home for a couple of reasons because of uh, i mean there's a few reasons this this hit home but increasing childhood obesity has become a serious health concern over the past few decades now apart from the chances of developing health conditions such as heart attacks stroke and diabetes obesity in boys can also increase their risk of having infertility in adulthood a new study has found being overweight during adolescence lowers testicular volume which eventually predicts poorer sperm production in adulthood 
the researchers have found. Now, the findings of the study, which were published in the European Journal of Endocrinology, recommended weight loss for obese boys to avoid infertility later in life. Now, male infertility is defined as the inability of a male to make a female... um, a fertile female pregnant after a minimum of one year of unprotected intercourse. Now, and that's, so basically, Fomboy is uh, infertile. I guess. I don't know. But <laughs> it's the vaccine. Yeah, it's the vaccine. Who knows what it is? But uh, estimates show that male infertility contributes to about 20% of infertility in couples. However, in most cases, the reason for male infertility remains unclear. Now, I will relay an experience that I had in my weight loss journey. And, and it's a, and it is a little bit personal in the fact that all I can say is the, the that as I lost weight, the volume of um, the, the, the goodness that comes out after you, uh, well, you, you, you do your thing. Uh, yeah, Let's that, just say Old Faithful is reaching new heights. Yes. That's all you have to say. Yes. So there is, there is that. Yeah, that's all I can say. Uh, yes. There. Okay. <laughs> okay. Now, th- <laughs> we pulled this story for silly purposes. So, oh, yeah. According to a new study published in Nutrients, eating watermelon could actually help increase total nutrient intake and diet quality. Um, so now the, now the study authors analyzed data from the National Health and Nutrition Examination Study, so NHANES, uh, cycles to uh, 2003 to 2018, and they found people who consumed watermelon had a greater intake of essential uh, uh, nutrients, including dietary fiber, magnesium, potassium, vitamin C, and vitamin A, as well as lycopene and other cardioids. Now, this, this suggests watermelon can increase nutrient intake as well as diet quality in both children and adult Americans, say the study authors. Well, yeah, the, guess what? I, I assume that, that watermelon melon is a much more, um, you know, has a lot more nutrients in it than pretty much anything you'd buy in a freaking store these days. It's mostly water, henceforth the name. That's why it's called watermelon. So, Duh. yeah, so this is just... honestly, I would much rather hand my child a slice of watermelon as opposed to anything sugar-laden like candy, cookies, pies, yes, etc. exactly. Now, this suggests that watermelon increase in nutrient intake as well as diet quality in both children and adult Americans, say the study authors. And these findings are similar to previous studies, which have shown eating fruit in general contributes to nutrient intake, but other studies have lacked looking at watermelon specifically. People from the data analysis who consumed... Uh, watermelon also had lower intakes of added sugars and total saturated fatty acids. Now, I, I kind of looked at this and went, "Now, nah, there's there's some healthy user bias in here." If you're eating Majorly. water, yeah, yeah, because people are eating watermelon. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's not to say that you're not necessarily going to not eat watermelon. Um, so, but I think this is the case. Now, this is also something um, that uh, I saw as a, a picture that came out for there is a is a uh, a graphic that got posted by the uh, World Health Organization, and it says there is no safe level of alcohol consumption. The risk of cancer increases even with low levels of alcohol consumption. Now, good way to try to manipulate and propagandize the world so that liquor sales hit the basement way way to go who well but, you know, but that also by the way applies to to, to sugar which of course is- oh, i understand that but again we could literally sit here and argue for hours and i'm sure the pedal heads would appreciate us not to the fact that sugar is high in, or sugar is high alcohol is high in sugar content we know this i have been since i had to write that essay for English class, I have truly been just telling everyone that I know, I really do truly think that sugar should come with a warning label like cigarettes and alcohol have to because of the destructive effects on the body. And I mean, we've even talked about the fact that Dr. Robert Lustig talks about how 
sugar is as bad as alcohol you you know you wouldn't hand your kid a beer but you have no problem handing them a can of coke yeah exactly and it's very very true i i firmly believe that you know you have to be 21 to get a pack of cigarettes you have to be 21 to buy alcohol at any establishment yet a five-year-old can go in with the appropriate amount of money and buy a candy bar. Yeah, that's right. This is a problem. Yeah, well. On many levels. Yes, we're, we're going to have a similar debate later in the show, I think, about a different more topic. More than likely. Yeah, more than likely. So, yeah, we should put sugar on Schedule 1, but I don't think anybody's going to do that. Now, so we are... Yeah, how about we take weed off Schedule 1 and put sugar on? There's a good idea. Yes. Um, yeah, this... And, I, and by Billy Bones, I love his comment here. I've chosen to do business with a local company for a large project I need to have done because he was kicking sugar and preaching the good word of how sugar causes cancer due to an acidic environment. Yeah, there's many reasons that. Uh, yeah, and the the way Vinny explained it, I think, uh, or, or, or either either directly or through somebody or somebody else he had on. Basically, um, you know, so cancer is anaerobic, which means that it does that. It, you know, doesn't it, need oxygen. It, it doesn't need oxygen, and uh, it, it's preferred. It, it can now it can get oxygen uh, if uh, if there's plenty of sugar there, and if there's not, then it has to make it. The Krebs cycle is is a bitch, y'all. Um, and True. so. It does. It, that causes cancer to. Yeah, it, it takes a lot more energy for it to even grow. So um, that is. So yes, if you, you know, and and Vinny was told by his. Uh, you know, when 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 he went in, he's you know one of his uh, one of his doctors who whom, whom he still has not named. I think he's re- he's he's referred to uh, the doctor's doctor X. But basically, the doctor said, so you know that no sugar, no grain thing. Uh, yeah, maybe you should you should stick with that because uh, yeah, that there's there's a lot of research showing that uh, sugar and cancer uh, go hand in hand. But uh, God. God knows that the sugar industry will not allow that particular study to make worldwide, you know, print because people might actually realize that all of this shit that they're putting in their face in the form of French pastries and all the wonderful foods that taste so damn good and we all know about them. That's right. Yeah. You don't want to die from cancer? How about give up your Coca-Cola, give up your Pepsi? I'm not going to say give up your liquor because I'd be a hypocrite, but try to limit it just a little bit. Looking at you there, Bemrose Brothers. Yeah. So, all right. So now I think we're, we, we've moved. I think we've gotten out of the health segment, and now we're going to go into the happiness segment. The key to life is a penis in your asshole. Yeah, well, that's what that is. Uh, that is what happens oftentimes in life, anyway. Um, so. Um, Yes, and speaking of things that are pornographic, I was listening to Grumpy Old Ben's from two weeks ago, and they were talking about the shit Utah was pulling with Pornhub and so on and so forth, and there was an amazing epic rant given by Sir Bemrose himself, so I, I think if anyone has not caught that episode called Oh Utah, it is definitely worth putting in your ears. You will laugh heartily. Yes. Um, yes. And but uh, you will not laugh at heartily at the fact that uh, yeah. That it was, so the the story I've got up here is like you know, is of, of of somehow some lady found a com- uh, forgiveness and compassion even even though she actually uh, this was, was dark. Yeah. This got hurt and betrayed by uh, by a spiritual leader. And so um, as is common in many spiritual lineages, she she says it's quite often not the methods and the teachings that are fallible, but how humans 
interpret and relate to them. And yeah, that is definitely true. Uh, and, 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 in, and in her particular yoga uh, lineage, that leader was found to have physically and sexually assaulted students over a period spanning decades. That's pretty dark, yeah. And those who were brave enough to come forward were silenced, and it took many years before the evidence became so undeniable that the community, by and large, finally acknowledged the truth. The revelation... Gee, Catholic Church anyone? Yeah, exactly. The revelation and realization that the leader was fallible caused significant pain to many during this time, and is sadly an experience not unique in spiritual uh, uh, sanghas or, or churches or anything like that. Um, you know, and and that's the thing, y'all. Y'all realize that that that, that the church is not, um, you know, is the the whole concept of organized religion is basically a human construct. It's used to control the masses for the most part. So yeah, and if we need, you know, examples of this, we can look at Jerry Falwell, Jim Baker. Uh, the whole Catholic Church is, you know, on on the most. I'm sure there are other denominations. I'm not going to just harp on the Catholics, although they just seem so easy because they have so many obvious bullseyes on their backs with the shit that they allow. Yeah, exactly. The, the fact of original sin. I literally had a conversation with a writer about how, you know, how can you put that shit on a little kid? You know, two people got together, bumped uglies, bing, bang, boom, you got a kid. That kid, if, I mean, I don't care if that kid was created out of love or not. The fact that child is in the world is enough proof that there is love because you allowed that child to live. And then you're going to turn around and, may, you know, compound it by being like, oh, you are two seconds old and you've already sinned because your parents screwed. Fuck that noise. That's yeah. always bugged me. Yes. Well, there, not to mention the hypocrisy. And, and I do talk about it a lot because I lived in the Northeast when this story broke out of Boston with the huge scandal in like 01 ish of how the Catholic Church had been covering up sexual abuse for years and years with no repercussions. And this shit literally went all the way to the top to his eminence himself and I say that with major disgust in the in the tone of my voice and and in my mouth if you will. Yeah, exactly. Well, yes, yeah, so, and, and yeah, and of course uh, Sir Bemera says in the, in the troll room and, and you can, by the way you can join us uh, during live on, uh, at 4 p.m. on Saturday afternoons at Central Time. See what we see, yeah. hear what we hear. Yeah, that's right. Know what we know. That's right. So things that things that also force their opinion on you. America's left coast. Yeah, there's one of the many reasons I, I left. Um there, anyway, that that public uh, colleges I have to agree wholeheartedly. Uh, Yes, uh, HR departments, uh, government health departments, and yes, uh, well, yeah, exactly. Well, governments in general um, yeah, do their thing. So, um, again, though, I have to say that you going to a Jesuit university and actually having to study religion when you are not a religious person is hella problematic, in my opinion. But then again, you know. I knew I knew that going in though, so I was not, right. I, so I wasn't surprised. But you shouldn't be all pissed off. It's like if you go to a Jesuit university and you're forced to take religion classes. Um, yeah, uh, you know, should you be surprised? No, you know, just just no. But I'm sure there was no other option for you to go to college at a place that wasn't going to shove religion up your ass like a suppository. Yeah, well, whatever. I mean, it, it's it's so. I, I look. I, I I don't consider the education bad, um, but because uh, I know I, no. it just proved that what I didn't want. You know, it's all. You know, I will say that the most offensive. Uh, uh, church service I went to was on the Santa Clara campus. So um, that's interesting. Yeah, because uh, well, mainly because I find that the pomp and circumstance of the of the of the uh, Catholic uh, uh, ceremonies and yeah, the hypocrisy of it all. Yeah, massive hypocrisy, especially when they speak about gold and purple, and yet they are 
they, they are serving the quote unquote blood of Christ from a golden chalice. They're wearing purple during the time that it is faux pas to wear purple in the religious yeah. community. Mm. Okay, so we're going to talk a little bit about, now we're going to move on to a little bit about gaslighting. And this is a, you know, sort of the narcissism family thing. I think things. we know a lot about this, particularly as having dealt with it yes. so, on the wrong end. No, so this is, so this was a, this was a, 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 an article from Happier Human. And our, narcissists often use gaslighting as their favorite weapon, and it's very effective. Sometimes we gaslight others because of learned phrases without even realizing we are doing it. Anytime you tell someone what to feel or how to behave and make it seem like that person's being foolish for feeling or doing what you're doing, you are gaslighting. Only by keeping to the facts and not getting into emotional turmoil can you remain strong in the face of emotionally manipulative and abusive behavior. Gaslighting can leave you feeling isolated and utterly alone with the person uh, you trust most, pulling the strings and measuring with your mind. This kind of yeah, You're messing with your mind, yes. And this kind of treatment um, can drive you to the unhealthy coping mechanism and unhealthy choices that won't do you any good. Yeah, trust me, I spent 20... 20- oh, no, for you, it actually led you to good habits because you wanted to be as far away from that habit for as you possibly fucking could so you ran a lot and you decided that you wanted to be a participant in your life and decided that you didn't want to be 340 pounds anymore that's right uh i didn't want to yeah i i, I did uh you know and i i said look i you know my motivation was 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 uh you know look if i want to be here for actually it's, it's funny because my motivation for doing it ironically was them i'm like look if you want me to look if i want to be here for to be for you know to, to be able to annoy my great-grandchildren is the, the phrase I, I used with them um that i need to be able to, i need to be healthy now right that's right and that's and you know the, the, you know we, we talk about this concept of, of, you know, past us, current us, future us, right? And mm-hmm. so, you know, we can evaluate any action that we take through that framework. So, um, if, you know, if something if, if something's not done that should have been done, yeah, I can blame past me or past you or, or you know, whatever. Say, hey, a past blame us. the cat. Yeah, or blame the cat, you know, or whatever. But, uh, and so... And then we can think of something and say, we make, when we make a decision about whether to do something or not, it's like, okay, well, future us would appreciate it if we do it, right? And so, right. and we think about everything, and, tr- if we, and we think about things in that way, and then we, we start realizing that, yeah, we're being, by doing these things now, we're being kind to ourselves in the future, right? And that's a, and, and so... You, we're getting off topic, though, yeah. because yeah. ultimately, all the gaslighting we went through with our exes and being made to feel like it was our fault and that... We were overreacting. We were being overly sensitive. And no matter what you said to try to make the situation better, there just was no making it better. And they actually have 31 phrases that are supposed to be useful in shutting down a gaslighting person. Now, these are entertaining, I I assure you. Yeah. We're going to start with the one, your manipulations won't change my perception of who I am. Either you stop trying to destroy my self-image or we're through. Right, that's gonna work really good. Yeah, uh, obviously, uh, obviously, this is written by somebody who is not who is not subject to this gaslighting on on an ongoing basis. Yeah, I'm worthy of better treatment and care than you've shown me. Stop trying to break me down, or I'll report you to the police. What? Yeah, what is that shit? I I can hear that phone call now. You know, Cumberland County nine one one. What's your emergency? My boyfriend is gaslighting me. (laughs) Yeah, what the fuck. Yeah. Ma'am, you know this is an emergency line, right? Yeah. <laughs> Just saying. I, I, I can hear it now. Okay, so don't try to manipulate me or make me feel inferior and crazy anymore, as I'm now keeping a record of our conversations. I won't let you mess with my mind. Yes. Here's an interesting thing. The notebook you keep talking about was kind of a reverse gaslighting 
because she was the one who was gaslighting and her statements make it so clear in that notebook. All you have to do is just read it. Oh, I know. And it's, this is, and it, it is, um, well, there, there is some truth in there. I'd say the last page was probably the most truthful that, you know, is, but her assessment of the situation was, was, uh, that was probably the most true thing she said in there. Um, but, um, yeah, don't play the victim with me. I know what happened and I've already recorded it in writing. So don't even think of changing your story with me. Yeah, this is, a. um, you know, These are ridiculous. I'm sorry. Yes, exactly. So, and and by the way, if if you if you if you have to think of what to say to a gaslighting person, you're not strong enough to do it yet. You have to be able to because yeah, what, you don't get to sit there and rehearse in the mirror. You're not going to gaslight me. I'm not going to put up this. You're not going to guess. I'm not going to. No, fuck that noise. You need to be in the moment when they start that shit. Just look at them and go, yeah, okay. What are you going to tell yourself? Yeah. And I, I will tell you, I'm speaking from a place of experience because I was the person constantly apologizing for never being a good enough wife, apologizing for not doing enough, apologizing for having to go to work, apologizing for not working hard enough. I mean, I could not apologize for enough shit in that relationship. Or and, and if I tried to put all my apologies into a box, it would be the size of Jupiter or some shit like seriously there's no winning that's why we say the best move when you're dealing with a narcissist is not to play best move with dealing with someone who's trying to gaslight you don't engage just turn around oh walk oh, spe- away speaking of speaking of which sure we, I, yes I, I was hoping you were going to pick up the ball on that yes speaking of which um so I uh I don't post a lot to outside of no agenda social I, I don't post a lot um and in fact, I may be, and I may even be uh, posting less in, in certain in, in certain areas. But long story short, I think it's uh, um, there was uh, what it, that uh, yeah, I, I had posted a, a photo of an album that I had uh, recently acquired, as I do. Uh, and sometimes, I, you know, and I post and I post those to Facebook, and you know, because I have I do have friends proud and, of our vinyl collection. Yeah, we are proud of our vinyl collection, and um, I get a, a I get a public response on one of those messages. Now, my, keep in mind, my Facebook profile is public. It, there's a there are reasons for that because of because of what I do and who I am and no one and so I I don't post a lot of interesting you know so what I do post on Facebook is very bland and you know not uh, you know not controversial whatever but uh, uh, but I got a res- but I got a response on the on a on a photo from your ex yeah he had a he's got a hell of a set of balls. yeah which is funny because uh, yeah they they're not they're not real ones. <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, um, so um, but what we but we get in here is look. This is it's it's just it, oh, yeah. It, it, it's it's just disgusting. Yeah, I, I blocked him, and I was like, okay, I, I don't. I mean, I understand, and and I expected that at some point he was going to try to contact me because he's been on block on my phone, and I suspected he was going to try to contact me because he just he does still have some stuff in the storage unit that belongs to him and I by the end of this month I'm hoping not only to have all the storage units paid off and able to get his shit out of them but also attempting to move them closer to our location for ease of access to the things that are in them as well as organization purposes and ridding my life of further kipple yes of which yes which we're trying to do and yeah i mean that yeah in every way i mean we've done killer we uh a week ago we started the project on our nursery to get things because we're using it for storage space until you know our little bundle of joy finally comes to 
existence, if you will. Yeah. So ultimately, we had to get some shelves and things to keep everything organized. And we have succeeded well in kind of playing the shell game and rearranging the deck chairs on the Titanic. Yeah, exactly. So um, now um, I have the next for the next story I have. A, I'm actually pulling an article off The Verge. Now, I don't, I don't expect any of you all to read it, but the article uh, has to do with the fact that, uh, you know, it, it's, it's an article sort of glorifying the iPhone 14 Pro. And it says it's everything I love and hate about phones. And, you know, so I pulled a couple of choice quotes out of there. And I know I'm not alone. In fact, there seems to be a sort of consensus lately that phones as they exist now are categorically bad and they need to be replaced with something less disruptive and terrible for our mental health. I mean, I can always leave the damn thing at home. Uh, You know, there's always that. How many, but honestly, how many people, their phone isn't their entire life. Like you immediately start, and, and phone boy, you're the same way. As soon as you realize, oh, fuck, where's my phone? You go into instant panic mode. We all do. Because our entire lives sit on these fucking devices. Yes, it is. And it's, you know, but I, and I, well, man, I, one of the things I did as a, as a sanity thing, even, and I realized that, that, that it was worth the money to do it, is I, I do have separate phones now for, you know, work and personal. And, and so I can put the, it, you know, that reduces my stress significantly. And I mean, I've taken steps over the last couple of years to, uh, to, reduce my, uh, you know, my usage of these devices because I realize how unhealthy they are. So, um, you know, and then, then, then this idiot says, I have a feeling that apps, not phones, are to blame here. App developers have a lot of incentive to keep us scrolling and buying things and very little incentive to help us maintain healthy, healthy relationships with our phones. This is how we ended up in our current notification hell, with phone makers throwing us a couple of life preservers in the form of focus modes, weekly screen time totals, and scheduled notification summaries. Thanks, guys. Now, I, I I would argue that the problem isn't the phones, it's the users. Exactly. Y'all, y'all need to make the decision to, to put the damn thing down. And, it, it, and it's really easy. I mean, I, you know, I... I uh, How many times a week, honestly, phone boy, do you leave... Like, when we leave the house, you leave your work phone, if it's after hours. Yeah. You rarely ever pull out your personal phone and do anything with it. Especially, I know... One of the big things, like on the on the times when we go out and put a little life into living at yeah. the local Mexican joint, or we go throw balls at pins and shit, picking up your phone is absolutely not allowed, yeah. uh, unless I'm like doing something. Unless we're for taking, work. Unless, we're, unless we're taking pictures. You know? Yeah, that too, because we do take a lot of pictures of food. But ultimately, our phones don't really get a lot of FaceTime, if you will. Yeah. When we are together doing something, and even during the day, like, yeah, okay, you're on the community doing work, or I'm on the phone working on something rideshare, but overall, other than a casual check on email, we are very much present with one another because we realize the evils of... How easy it is to get sucked yeah. into well, that and, and, phone. I, and I think what ha- I think what it is is a symptom of the fact that everybody is lonely to some degree, and this is one way to. I mean, I and I speaking, you know, again, just as my own mental state of mind that it, that it, that an evolution of it is, yeah, because because uh, of where I was living, that was really the only the only place I could interact with my people and, and as that and honestly and, and even the podcasts I listen to because I because I don't listen to a lot of podcasts anymore because I really no, but I have to say there's definitely some and I'm not just sucking him off you know on on air here but there's definitely something magical about putting Sir Bemrose and Darren O'Neill in my ears and going for a run I, I'm sure people think I'm fucking mad as I'm running down this forest trail laughing it, it's insane. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Larry fucking Larry is my, uh, you know, is I my love cousin. me some Larry fucking Larry, but no. he's 
better when I'm driving. Yes, yeah, for he, whatever reason. Well, he's, I he's a road podcast. Okay, so so that by the way, that motherfucker is apparently he's finally getting out of California, which I has think he is, said where he's going yet? He has not said, and, and that's I'm be interesting know. to see where he lands if it's anywhere where we can drive to. I yeah, would love he, to have a beer with said, that man. He, he said uh, he said he's moving to the south, the same time zone as his kids are moving to the southeast. So my guess is probably oh, he might actually be close enough to get have a little pop up no agenda meetup happening. Yeah, exactly. So. Oh, wouldn't that be insane yeah, if um, he showed up at like the next South Carolina yeah, meetup oh, or something like that? So, you know, the next Nashville bash, which, by the way, this. OK, so here's here's my proclamation in the next year, in the next 365 calendar year. I want to work on being more of a social personality in that there's meetups that go on in K-Town. There's, you know, occasionally a meetup around Nashville. I need to be more step outside of my comfort zone because it's been so hard for me. I had the opportunity to meet Billy Bones and I didn't do it because I was so strict with fear to to do so. Even with you holding my hand, the massive amount of people that were in that bar that night that wasn't even was that, just it was overwhelming. The, well, that me. wasn't even that many, honestly. I, 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 I could imagine that place would be about about three times the the, the the number of people in there. It was actually fairly reasonable, I thought. But uh, but yeah, we will try to get you to a to a no agenda meetup here. I, I think my my way I'm going to get through yeah, well, this because well, you know I never go yeah. anything but big and yeah. or go home. That's right. We've been talking about having a nice weekend in Nashville as long as I don't have to fucking ride share anywhere because Christ on crack is it expensive. Yes. and insane yes and i think that that will help me because on a friday or saturday night in in nashville holy shit on a cracker yeah. there are a lot of people yeah in i don't place. even yeah, yeah i mean okay and 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 i have been to nashville downtown during i mean yeah when because i i I've, I've done things downtown uh when i was doing stuff for work and so uh yeah it, it is a lot of people and i even i find it overwhelming but it is uh but that's the thing i think if you and i do it together kind of like one two three plug your nose and jump in yeah I think we'll be just fine. We'll pick a place we want to go. Yes. That isn't necessarily like spilling people out the windows in the streets, which good fucking luck on a Friday or Saturday. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Because I wasn't doing it on a Friday night. This was like a Tuesday or Wednesday night kind of thing. you know. And that's why I was saying I want to get a hotel that is literally close enough where we can walk to all the shit on Broadway and Printer's Alley and everything and then go the hell back to the hotel where there may be a a little bit of peace, quiet, and sanity in our room. Yes. After we have a great goddamn time and some experiences that we otherwise probably would not have had. And I realize that I'm giving up the opportunity to make memories with some of these No Agenda producers because my fear is being allowed to control me in that particular yeah, we, situation. Yeah. Well, okay, so let's talk... Uh, I still don't know how the hell I got... Well, yes, I do know how I got through the No Agenda meetup in South Carolina. Yeah, I was fucking stoned. Yes. The, I won't even tell you what we're doing behind the mic. It was like, just, you know, we... And yeah, we... I sat in the car for a hot minute without it running. Yeah trying to figure out how the hell am I going to do this? Because yeah. I knew there were going to be people there that I wanted to meet, like DC Girl and, of course, the pod father and the pod mother, as we're going to call her. Um, you know, I, I met some amazing people. You know, we got to meet Saray One Sauce and Roger Roundy, yeah. which, of course, you know, DC Girl's boyfriend and everything. Yeah. Or, excuse me. Pardon me. Fiance. Yeah, I Yeah. But I had a great time 
there there were other people that we met too. Sir Big Loaf was there, and he was awesome. Newsbomb, come on, we met Newsbomb. Yeah, we met Newsbomb. We drove Newsbomb. We around. drove Newsbomb to the bar for the after party. Like that that whole experience was amazing. So I don't understand why. You know, there's more amazing times to be had. Like I don't know why I can't get myself to get out of the fear yes. zone, if you will. Yeah, it's, it, it's all practice, honey. This is really what it comes down to. So you, you, you're, the more you do it, the easier it gets. I mean, it's like you said. Yeah, select. that's what I've heard. Yeah. And because this summer I'm going to be taking that communication class, which ultimately results in a public speaking exercise, I'm sure, yes. according to my student advisor. It, it's kind of the same thing where you're putting yourself out there and you're opening yourself up to judgment, criticism, whatever, but you just have to get past it and be like, you know what? Don't give a fuck what you think. You like me? Great. You don't? Fuck off. Yeah, exactly. So I think um, as I'm kind of looking at the stories here, I may, I'm going to, I think I'm going to, I'm going to skip ahead just a little bit or skip ahead just a bit here. Um, we will go to, so I think um, I, I want to talk about going no contact with your parents because we both did this to different degrees. Correct. Uh, so, um, you know, of course, they give you 11 steps for going no contact. Now, it really, I mean, it also comes down to is what is the reason for your no contact? In my case, I, I, I um, my mother was a, you know, a, a drunk, raging alcoholic. I didn't want to expose my kids to that. And my dad was, you know, at the time, I think my dad and I just weren't on good terms. It's just, and, and, I, and I didn't, it wasn't that I thought he was bad necessarily. It's just that I didn't need that stress in my life. So you ever uh, regret it? Um, with my mom, no, because my mom, the situation with my mom, it, it, I've my feelings on it have evolved over the years, and I, I'm, I'm, you know, with that, I'm kind of like, well, that was it was good riddance. I don't feel I don't feel anything there with my dad. It's a little bit different because um, again, my my I've reevaluated my relationship with, with my parents, and I understand because now as I'm old enough, I start to understand some of the dynamics and some of the issues and everything, and, and it's like, and, and I understand now, and so uh, yeah, with him, it was maybe I, I mean, I, if you know, I regret it more but I don't, but at the same time, it is what it is. I can't go back and change it. So, um, but, uh, you sometimes have to do that, right? It's it, as hard as it is. You, 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 do. I was kind of forced to do it because, you know, when my dad got put in jail, the only contact he was able to have with me, and I don't know if it was by choice or whatever, was writing me letters. And I was very pissed off and I was hell bent for election. I wasn't going to read those letters. And I can tell you to this day, eight years, almost eight years since he took the shit chicken shit way out and killed himself yeah i still haven't read those letters and if it weren't for the fact that my oldest son totally overstepped his fucking bounds those letters would not even have been open but he decided he found some in storage and he was going to take it upon himself to do a little light reading i was furious when i found that out and then the fact that he wanted to sit there and try to advocate for my dead father about how I should forgive him. Fuck you. I'm not forgiving him for what he did. Not even a little bit. You don't even know a fucking fingernail scratch worth of the story about that man. And you're going to tell me to forgive him. Oh, hell no. I don't give a fuck if he found Jesus ten times over. Yeah, exactly. There would have to be some major things occur for me to forgive him. Yeah, well, there's... Yeah, well, and there's unresolved daddy issues. Yeah, there's plenty of... There, oh, we, you can call it unresolved daddy issues. I'm still pissed off at what he did. I'm pissed off at what he didn't do. Yeah. And 
I don't, the raging narcissist that cost me how many years of my life and put me in the position it put me in, you know, again, the episode we did where we put our dicks on the table. Yep. Bottom line. Okay. I will forgive him in the time that I'm ready to forgive him. And it's taken me many years to come to a place where I could honestly be allowed, allow myself, I'll say, to be angry with him for what he did. Yeah, exactly. And I think it's, and I think that's part of what we, you know, we, we have to do sometimes is be, is, is accept our own feelings about it. Right. Cause it's because what, where we, I know where we get some of the, you know, I know where some of my own conflict comes in is that it is really, um, the, the, yeah, that you are entitled to feel that way. Um, that uh, you know, just because you know, there's nothing that says you're not, and and it, it's and that's you know, we get it, we get into beating ourselves up over because we feel a certain way. Well, you know, I think we need to acknowledge the fact that yeah, um, you know, the things that happened, and I think even in my own, you know, go to my divorce for a second. You know, there's somebody's giving me, people are giving me crap because of the language I used for um, in, in a post. Um, there's and, and and it's and it's really it's like look, I, I said look, I'm in, I'm I, you know. After what she did to me for twenty five years, calling her a fucking heifer is the, the, the like, nicest thing you could have possibly yeah, done. I call her a cunt all the time, and I'll continue to call her yeah. one because I don't fucking care. Because if you earn that moniker, wear it, bitch. Because you definitely earned it after twenty five years of misery and yeah. leeching off of a man who did not deserve to be treated yeah. like that. Yes. Karma will exact itself on her. Yes, exactly. Um, but um, but I will. But I think it's. Um, but I think uh, one more. Um, you know, uh, one more thing before we go on to uh, before we uh, before we go into uh, our toast and jam segment, I believe, mm-hmm. is um, now there, there. And I think this was. And, and I, this this one hit. This story hit home because I think we both when we started this journey. Um, you know, at the beginning of last year, really. Um, you know that that. Um, you know that the, there is that we start we, the one thing we need to survive crisis, loss, and trauma, and we, and we both, you know, our our, li- our lives were f- pretty pretty epically messed up. Uh, you know when this all started, right? And and there, there is, however, a path out of a crisis. Uh, et- if the et- etymology et- etymolo- etymologically, uh, you can the, say the, it. The, the I believe orig- in you. Yeah, the word the, the origin of words. The word crisis goes back to the ancient Greek, which is also called crisis, uh, which means decision. In moments of great danger, loss, or threat, we are forced to focus our attention and see what really matters. Um, and, and, and do we let ourselves be determined by the trauma of the past, or do we have um, uh, a, a future vision uh, that's strong enough to pull us forward? That's and, called intestinal fortitude, folks. Yeah. which And depending know, on the level of it that you possess is how well you're going to handle when life absolutely knocks you down, kicks you several times, and then takes a big fat dump on your head yes which which is uh, kind of what it did um and so yeah. you know and i think I, I mean i had a i was just trying to focus on you know the beginning it was just like okay one day at a time one step at a time one you were whatever. attacked let's just be yeah. honest i was yeah i i she tried coming at you with everything she had and you did an amazing job with reaching newer heights that would make her hella jealous we had a behind the mic conversation about the fact if she knew where you lived and the wonderful life that you're leading she would be super pissed and i hope she would yeah yeah you know this is uh so you know but i unfortunately it's like i couldn't it just things got were so chaotic and so whatever i was just literally trying to get from day to day to day just to just and we recognized that this show actually was one of the things that helped keep us grounded and focused on the light at the end of the tunnel and realizing that it was not a train trying to run us over ultimately. 
Yeah. And so, you know, and in, and in this uh, in this article and I and I have to remember that it was a, uh, you know, the and, and I think the the, the I'm see if I can find the uh, you know, they were they were talking about self-care and whatever. Um, you know, so uh let's see where where is it that uh, but it, but it is but it's basically um you know, even if it's something kind of silly, sometimes having something to focus on gives you gives your mind a, a break from everything that's going on, right? Like for you it was running, for yeah. me it was actually going and being on the truck with the cat and all the things that that entailed. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, the yeah, the life-saving effect of having a worthwhile future goal has been documented ever since the early days of psychology. So, you know, and, and the- it makes sense. If you have something to look forward to, you know, you hear people talk about that, you know, you want to give up, you want to take your own life because I have nothing to live for. I can't see a future. You're not trying. Stop feeling sorry for yourself and realize the good things that you do have in your life, no matter what they happen to be. Don't get me wrong. We all have days where we get down and we think, oh, I don't know how I'm going to keep going. And I've told the story about how far my ex pushed me to where I was literally isolating myself from every single person in my life, save for Tigger, and just basically reached out and said, look, I can't do this anymore, and sat with my nine mil contemplating ending it all in my truck in Kentucky. I just, I reached a point where I couldn't do it anymore. And surprisingly, the only thing that stopped me other than her being there when I called was the thought I didn't want to leave my cat without me. And I didn't want someone to find me and something to happen to him because he's a very sensitive cat and I love him very much. And I just thought I cannot let this be a thing where you know, I'm in this truck for two or three days before anyone finds me. Cashmere has started eating my, you know, dead body. The cleanup is going to be hell. It's not worth it. And yeah. I'm glad I made that decision because I do believe it was shortly thereafter that I had discovered no agenda and gotten my head right. I had, you know, in, in theory, you know, met you in the chat room and all the rest of the bowlers and found an outlet where I could go in my mind. I had something I could, a a place I could go mentally when the shit got too much. And I also learned that there is an off button on your phone and an end button. And they work really good to disconnect from the toxic shit that you're being bathed in. Yeah, exactly. And and I mean, and it goes into why some, I've made some of the changes that I that I that I made over the last few years because I was trying to re- reduce the uh, the the negative stimulus in my life, and it turned out that the biggest source of negative stimulus in my life were the people living in my house. Um, surprise, surprise. Yeah, exactly. So, and and I think this is and 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 you know. Re- reading this story you know i'm trying to i was i was just trying to find her she said it's like it doesn't even it almost doesn't matter what you do right it's like you need to you know the, here's actually i should have pulled this out of here world world famous psychotherapist victor frankel observed his fellow sufferers while incarcerated in nazi concentration camps later he taught that those who had a purpose to keep on living e.g a study or a manuscript to complete or a relationship to rekindle were also the ones most likely to survive even those horrendous circumstances now something else i should point out uh, because I this this I reading this a bit more closely. Yeah, in the beginning in the two thousands when when I think stuff was kind of going. Uh, you know, the, I mean, I think stuff had already kind of started going sideways. I was working on my book at that point. And, uh, oh, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, so I had a lot of I had things to keep me. Bu- I had a lot of things to keep me busy and keep me moving forward. I think the- your job, and we've talked about it before. 
and you've even acknowledged the fact your job was a major contributor to your sanity because you would immerse yourself in it, whether it was through travel or doing what you do on the community, etc. Yeah. You you have been just very steeped in, in your job. Sometimes to the point where I have to be like, uh, hi, remember me? That that girl who you're dating, we do podcasts together, we do things you know, behind the mic that's fun. Remember me? Uh, maybe you might want to pull yourself up out of that uh, particular digital world and join the real world here with me. Be present. Yeah. I know we've had that conversation on a time or two. And you've had to remind me of the same thing. I'm not going to lie. When I get deep diving into my app trying to find rides for the next day to maximize my earning potential and the amount of time I'm going to be out there, I, I, I do go down rabbit holes occasionally, especially when smoking the good herb. And you have to remind me like, hi, remind me. I'm, I'm kiss deficient over here. That's that's the most common thing I hear at night when I'm busy playing on my phone overwhelming other camps with my mob of little blue men or i am working on something for the show or for rideshare and it's like i'll 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 get a rub on my back or on my arm and i'll get i'm kiss deficient over here and that's basically his nice way of saying get off your phone and be present and i appreciate that yeah so now meanwhile um so so speaking of being present here, um, so I have been told that there is a cavalcade of stupidity, but I do There's not. There's a rumor floating around the studio that we have a cavalcade. However, it has not arrived in my inbox <gasps> yet. Shameful. Yes. And sadly, uh, Sir Rev Cybertrucker has left the chat, so I cannot actively ask him. I'll have to hit him in the back channel. Yeah, and be I've, like, I've uh, also tried to hit. Yeah, I, I've hit him in the back channel. So uh, what? All right. So for the time being, we're gonna we we are going to we can jump ahead to the toast and jam and then revert back. Yes, I think if it, it would help. Yes, I believe I believe that's what we're going to do. So, um, so in the toast and jam, we have some. Um, we we have a few things. Okay, so you have. All right. So uh, why don't you talk about some of the uh, writers that you had this week? Uh, I didn't have a whole lot of interesting writers, but I actually had more than I usually do. And one of the writers I had was originally from Australia. And we were talking about various things in the country. And it's interesting because I asked Phoneboy to do a little bit of research because we were talking about pig pharma and how they have such a very large hold in this country. And she was saying that there wasn't as large a presence in Australia as there is here. But Phoneboy said that he really doubted that that was factual. Yeah. So that's fine. You know, he he didn't want to dig too deep into it. And I was fine with that. But she was actually a very lovely person who we had a lot of great conversation about just the fact that this, this country is truly a gong show. And she wasn't even aware of the fact that the country is ultimately trying to go fully dig currency and what that ultimately will mean for people. This, uh, this was something that had eluded her. Of course, she's also one of those smart people who has reached up, clicked off that dial of the mainstream stream media and has absolutely shrunk her amygdala yeah well that that's that's a good thing uh, you know we can always use that and that's that's causes a lot of the problems the the enraged amygdalas which which seem to have you know cause issues uh, it does yeah but so i did enjoy this wonderful conversation so i had this woman i picked up and she said that i was dropping her off at her i think it was her boyfriend i don't think it was her husband but it could have been um, at where he works because he works like five minutes from the airport so he was leaving his vehicle there and then they were just going to take a ride share to the airport and she was like 
we got talking about, you know, no sugar, no grain and the things that we do. You know, I gave her one of my, I keep saying, you know, you know, you know, y'all don't fucking know till I tell you, but I gave her one of our business cards and we were talking about how, she, you know, all the things we've told the pedal heads with how sugar is so dangerous, how it contributes to all death dealing diseases, X, Y, Z, one, two, three. So we get talking and we make a deal because she was like, after this ride, can I just, you know, request another, I've got to learn how to say, you know, she said, can I request another lift ride? Would you, because you're so close, would you be the one who got it? I said, I honestly don't know if I would, but here, here's what I'll do. Give me five bucks. You're like five minutes away from the airport. I'll just bring you and your other half to the airport for a fiver. It's, it's really nothing. It also gave me an excuse to turn the app off and use the facilities because I'm really bad about going to the bathroom when I'm out there working. I'm trying to maximize the time that I have so I don't have to be so late getting home at night and I can actually get up in the morning and do my run or my walk or whatever it is that I do. So we ended up, you know, scoring that deal. She even, she, she cash apped me the money and she even added a tip to it. So that was nice. And we got a chance to talk about how sugar is just so bad and how it's in everything. And the normal thing that I tell all my riders is very basically, sugar is a contributor to every death-dealing disease out there, whether it be diabetes, cancer, heart disease. Sugar has a direct correlation. We know this. We're just waiting for the studies to finally come out or maybe at least get the highlight they deserve if they are already in existence to prove this. Because as I said earlier, I'd really like to see sugar come with a warning label and all products that contain it therein. But she was saying that her and her other half are sugar addicts and that they've been thinking about trying to kick the habit and I said well here's my card you know I do a show and I would love for you to listen and go back through the episodes that we've done because our main focus with this show and you all have heard me say it before is that I want people to live their best life. I want their lives to be filled with health and happiness. And if they want to have a higher consciousness, go for that too. That's what we're all about. We are just trying to put the message out there that you do not have to die from all these death-dealing diseases because you can cut sugar out of your daily diet. You can even just get up and walk around the damn a coffee table during a commercial break of your favorite show. It doesn't matter. Just get up and move. Do something. So we had that conversation and I think that they were going to listen. I hope they were. I hope they have a great trip where they were going. And it was all in all just a really great time this week. I had many riders who I got to have interesting conversations with and I feel like maybe I managed to impact a few people along the way to change their life and live a happier healthier one i mean and that's what we're trying to do here in general i mean with the with the podcast and with our interactions and with folks um yeah and we're just living our best life we enjoy this show Hmm. even if nobody listened even if there was nobody in the chat room we would still be doing this show because we love what we do and we believe in the message that we're putting out. Well, um, yeah, and we and and I do believe we actually uh, we we do have our cavalcade of stupidity. So now I'm going to play. Woo! It. So I've got. To we want to hear it. Yeah, let's let's actually let's make sure that the the correct channel's unmuted and then we're going to. What play. a thought. Yeah, let's play the music. Heidi ho, pedal heads, and welcome to the Rev Cyber Truckers Cavalcade of Stupidity. 
Stephen Lynch is an American singer, songwriter, and comedian who has a very special skill. He has the ability to not give a shit about what anyone thinks of his music. And nowhere else is this more evident than his album, The Craig Machine. From the 2005 album, The Craig Machine, this is the first bonus track, D&D. More harmonica. Bassoon. <laughs> and you're a cocksucker. Thank you. Great. I got my 12-sided die and I'm ready to roll with a wizard and my goblin crew. My friends are coming over to my mom's basement bringing Funyuns and the Mountain Dew. I got a big broad sword made out of cardboard and that stereo's a pumping Zeppelin. It's the time of the night We turn on the black light That the dungeons and the dragons begin It's D&D Fighting with the legends of yore It's D&D Never kissed a lady before Nope Do it Play a little guitar, Tucky, come on Play us a little guitar Now the Lord of the Rings, the dark crystal and things, we use these as a reference tool. And when we put on our cloaks and tell warlock jokes, we're the coolest kids at the school! No, we're not. I know. <laughs> now Tyke's a real bastard, but a fair dungeon master. He's got hit points and charisma to lend. And I rehearse in my room, or what I call the dragon's tomb. When I'm not, I'm with my girlfriend. It's D&D! Alrighty, that was fun. That was fun. Um, yes, yeah, no, I, I have. Yes, I have played D anD. d It's been a, been a hot minute since I've done it. Sadly, I never got a chance to do yeah. so, but I always wanted to. Yeah, um, yeah. I was actually a friend. Uh, uh, one of my college roommates uh, had uh, and he'd reached out and said, hey, you know, he does a D anD. d campaign over the on the weekends. Um, yeah, I used to I used to play with him um, back in the day. So um, you know, there was going to be boasting. Yeah, there's always boasting. You know this. Okay, so uh, what I can boast about the fact is, okay, so we we only got one. So we we'd only ordered uh, one uh, vinyl this week, uh, Eagles, the long run. But we got a bonus with it actually. And this is a and I messaged the guy this morning and said, hey, um, got the album. You know, thank you very much. And ironically, there was this second album in there. Was that an oversight? And he had said, nope, it was a bonus. Enjoy. And it happened to be Three Dog Night, Joy to the World, which Rev Cybertrucker can tell you is an absolutely fantastic album. Great track. So I was squeeing last night when Phone Boy told me that the actual album, because we get a lot of uh, vinyl that comes with empty jackets for various things used to cushion the actual album. So we thought, <clears throat> excuse me, I think you thought, because you were the one who opened it, that that was the case. It was just another empty jacket. And then you picked it up or something and were like, oh, wait a minute, there's actually a vinyl in this thing. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, and of course, uh, yeah, we are, by the way, we are in the Pound Lotus, we, we are in Pound Lotus effect, by the way, if you are, if you are listening live in the No Agenda stream. Uh, if you want to interact with us, that is the best way to do it. And, and we love it. Yeah, we, and we love it. So, um, you yeah, love it. The, um, so anyway, the, um, yeah, that was so we so two for the price of one. That's that was a good deal. Uh, and we, we you know and, and uh, 
all right. I'm going to bring up this thing. So I uh, so there's a few social networks I post things on other than No Agenda Social, and there's and they're not necessarily largely public networks, but uh, I, I do I am a little more uh, you know a little more frank. And in one case, I was one of the posts I was I was I was complaining about something. Yeah, I had I, mentioned I had used the word heifer, and uh, somebody Which, by the way is not prejudicial or derogatory. Yes, I disagree. Yeah, and and the, the guy the guy's now complaining to the person who runs the freaking thing because I said the word heifer on the public timeline. To which hey, I, dude, it's obscene. That's the point. Yeah. So my response. So yeah. So I it just it's just reminds me about why I don't like social media and why I don't post anything. It's like yeah, I'm I'm basically ready to burn that to the ground and say yeah, all right, you guys want to you guys want to remove my post, uh, remove all the rest of my posts too. I'm no longer interested in being part of this because that's how I feel about it. Really, is look, I don't want to be. Oh yeah, we've also got a we we. This is called the toast and jam segment. We haven't even uh, we haven't even broken into the wine yet. This is a problem. Uh, so I may be burning. Yeah, there there will be some burning to the ground tonight for sure. But it's just it's really silly. It's like with 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 these social networks. What you're you know again what you have is uh, you know you 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 yeah you're, you know, I don't like what somebody said. Well you know what okay you can unfollow me. You can block me. You can do all kinds of stuff. Oh because the public timeline has something you might be offended at. Well get you know. Fuck you. <laughs> That's all I got to say. Precisely. Because you have a lot of people who just think that they have to be woke and they have to be whom offended by everything. Like yeah. I said last night, yeah. I played the Blood Gang song. Yeah. Put your head up high and blow your brains out. Because yeah. ultimately, we don't want you to procreate. If your head is shoved so far up your ass that if you had a glass belly button, you could see the world. Yeah, that's right. Um, You're not doing the world any favors. You know, like John McClane says... If you're not part of the fucking solution, you're part of the problem. Quit being part of the fucking problem, asshole. That's right. So and that's how I feel about it. Okay. So, of course, it's ironic that I talked about recommitting to no sugar, no grains as you just poured a glass of wine. But Don't um, judge me. Yeah. Um, but uh, that, but yes, I actually did. I realize, we both realizing that our that the scale's been kind of creeping the wrong direction. So we're trying to... And I enjoy the early morning runs that we go on. It's really peaceful. You get to see... Um, people who are out walking, they're very friendly, they say hello, and that actually led to something we'll talk about, I believe you put it uh, in the back of the pantry today. No, actually, no, it's actually, no, it's actually, I put it, I actually put it in the next segment, so, ah. yeah, so. So we'll uh, talk about it, though. So we will talk about it, okay, so, um, all right, so, yeah, but I mean, the reality is, is that both of us need to, we're eating, we're eating, trying to eat a whole lot more cleaner, um, you're, as far as, like, you know, it's because you're you're working now, multi, you know, the, the five days a week. Trying you're, you're to, trying to, yes. Um, you know, we're, we we so you're taking stuff with you that uh, so that that so you yes, will not. Yes, you make have it. been nice enough to provide me with a two bags. I believe we got at Costco yeah. these meat sticks that are like Slim Jim, except for they don't have a bunch of hot fresh ass in them. Yes. So to avoid temptation when I'm out on the road, because it's really easy. There's fast food everywhere. Yes. And if I'm hungry, I have no fucks to give about stopping and getting something and putting it in my mouth that I really shouldn't. Yes. <clears throat> Not mentioning any names, but fuck you, Yoti Guerrero. Because yeah. let me tell you, yeah. I got a serious addiction. I'm trying to break on that. Yes, exactly. It so went to the fact. So those meat sticks help. I do take rolled up meat and cheese with me because mm-hmm. I usually eat before I start my shift. Yes. And that way I can go through most, if not all of my day while drinking my coffee yep. without making poor decisions about what is going in my mouth food wise. Yes, of course. And yeah, it also keep, keeps me. 
Fisting nuts, yes. Yeah, the problem is I don't like nuts unless and, and, and they're nuts on are, a phone boy. Yes, um, yeah. The nut, the nuts are uh, nuts are very carby. Otherwise, nuts are very carby. Yeah, which is my, make and, me and have my nuts to... have a chewy gooey inside. You know, Jesus fucking Christ, that's for the after after party. <laughs> yes, exactly. No, so, because nuts are very carby. I don't need extra carbs while I'm sitting driving people around. I'm not. Yeah, so, well, a lot of well, yeah so so ice cube soup. I think we need to we need to explain our position on the keto. Keto is a bullshit marketing term. Yes, there's it a lot is. of things allowed. Allowed, quote unquote, allowed on keto that that you shouldn't eat at all. So, I mean, I think you get to the core of what a ketogenic diet is supposed to be. Yes, you, I think it, it, that is exactly what you're trying to do. But that's when we we understand all of this. We've we've lost a bunch of weight doing this. At some, but you know, but as I as I explained, uh, I had or uh, uh, as I explained to, to somebody not too long ago. Yeah, when your life just is completely turned upside down because of well, you know, everything that I've gone through. It's yeah, it's uh, it's hard to get. You know, I'm still we're still trying to get our like you know just just like some sort of a routine set set out or whatever and it's it's taken you know it's taken a year i mean really and we're still just trying to work through just some of the basics of uh, of uh, of you know of everything and so it, you know this is this is part of that it's like okay yeah we're you know we're generally eating okay but uh, uh, at the same time yeah we can do better and so um you know and I, I mean, again my life yeah, as i'm sitting here with a 3 quarters empty mason jar of jack and cherry coke and a glass of yes castilio wine don't point at me like you're scolding me dear sir do not make me invoke sam's rule on top of which i will put your ass in the monastery you will you will get none she got the pussy okay why did that not play hold on because you suck no this is it you know did it play did it play it out loud i'll cradle the balls stroke the shaft work the pipe and swallow the grating no, it went out. It went out the man. first time. I just, for whatever reason, it hit the button. You can't see that that's not lit up. So you're uh, a sick man. Yes, it does. Yes, and it can take a long time to get into ketosis, and it, it especially you've got to you know you've got to work at it, and especially if your body's been uh, you know been in sugar burning for a long time. And we we understand we understand that ketosis is a wonderful thing. It's it is, and you can attain it by doing NSNG much easier than through keto and. If you're listening, because you're in the chat, Ice Cube Soup, it means you heard me rant about the fact that keto allows you to eat things like grains, seed oils, and fake sugar, which your body does not need to have in it. In, in, I mean, yeah. I respect if if working, you know, if doing keto is working for you, that's fantastic. I'm not going to crap on that. Yeah. But I am going to say that our personal view on keto is that it's a bullshit marketing term and still allows you to put things in your face that should not be consumed by human beings. <laughs> exactly. Oh my! All right. All right. I think we're I think we're going to go into the voicemails uh, because we have uh, we we are uh, this this is this is going to be a long one and, and we so all right we, so our refire topic and you you can uh, call in at two five three two three seven three three two one and and sound off on on the topic of what is your food kryptonite and we will of course uh, talk about ours but with this uh, uh, we will uh, start with uh, our first caller here um, to, to to sound it off on that topic. Hey, 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 it's, uh, it's Saturday, I guess. Yeah. It's been a weird week this week. Um, anyway, uh, kryptonite. I mean, I don't have any food that's just going to, like, kill me that people are, like, trying to, like, you know, make bullets out of or something like that and shoot me with or lock me in a chamber with or something like that. But, uh, uh, I'm assuming the intent of the question would be, uh, you know, that we're drawn toward, even though Superman was not drawn toward Kryptonite, unless it has something to do with that that song, like that Superman song, 
from back in the day. You can't call me Superman, whatever. And, uh, yeah. Uh, so I'll go with probably what I, I interpreted the question as. Uh, be chips, chips and, uh, probably just chips and chili or something like that. Or chips and salsa. Just kind of depends if you're talking like a full on meal, like chips and chili. But, uh, that's even quicker, just like, can of refried beans, throw it on some chip, or like heat up the refried beans, and get some cheese in there, and then dump that on some chips and so some sour cream and sauce and hot sauce. Of course, hot sauce because that's a given. And uh, yeah, so uh, that's all about that. So you guys are all already let us know what's going on, you know, and uh, all the all the Uber Lyft stuff. So uh, yeah. Uh, trying to get the garden going, but we've had some uh, stuff coming up and uh, the last week or so. So uh, the wife and I's attention has just been working and helping out with some stuff. So anyway, yeah, uh, not that you asked, but, you know, we'll volunteer information. So, ah, well, I love the guys. Stay dangerous. And, uh, you know, whether or not there's some chips in the cupboard or there's, or there's not, you can always give a big old Sir Christopher Battles, hell yes. I'm with that nacho thing. I will fuck up some nachos, not clowning. Chips on the cover, potential show title here. Well, I like it. Yeah, we like that. So, yeah, um, Christopher Battles ends up getting all, probably because he calls in every week, 253-237-3321. Just saying. Yeah. He, he gets to be a show title quite often, and, and we have no objection to yeah. this. We adore his content. Yeah, so... Yeah, and, and his V for V. Yeah, so it, absolutely, uh, and that's and, and yeah, and I think that's the thing. Uh, yeah, that if you if you actually go into a grocery store ice cube soup, you'll see that keto has been uh, been co opted. Uh, Unfortunately, yeah, we we're not. Yeah, I think if you get down to the core keto principles, yes, we're all about basically yeah real food that that that, that uh, yeah you cook yourself. It's you know it's uh, you know animal based uh, proteins and above ground vegetables kind of thing, and it's pretty. Much it's cool. really interesting how interchangeable a lot of things like keto and paleo and things. Things are where the principles are very similarly aligned and the cuisine alike with small differences like I know on paleo you can have honey because of the fact it's natural which I'm not gonna lie you and I occasionally like to indulge in a little bit of honey that we get from a local farm one because it has good anti uh, allergy properties, but also because it makes the tea kind of delicious. Yeah, it does. Uh, um, yeah, I'm getting, I'm getting, th- yeah, I'm getting things ready for uh, for the after party here. I, gotta, you know, I understand. I, gotta, I can see this. People are already throwing requests in the chat. Exactly. There's got to do this. And but so, we need to get to the next uh, voicemail that was left. I, I, th- I think so. Yeah, we'll get to it, and we're playing it. Oh, I've got that warm, tingly feeling all over me again. I must be experiencing the lotus effect. Hey, it's Weirdo again. Um, food kryptonite. That's a strange way of, uh, of putting it. I, I would imagine that you mean a food that you're weak to and can't resist. But, like, kryptonite would, like, kill Superman. So, pretty much everything on the store shelf could be considered kryptonite to humans uh that shit's you know poison but um 
to play along with the show, and, and I, I think I understand that you mean, you know, something that you just can't resist. Bro, I love fried food. Not all fried foods. You know, I don't really give a shit about chicken strips or french fries, but, like, I like fried zucchini. Oh, my God, I'll make myself sick with some fried zucchini. Or, uh, uh, battered, deep-fried cream cheese-filled jalapenos. What do you call it, poppers? Yeah. Man, so good. And it's not good unless you scald yourself with the first one and then can't actually taste the rest of them. So you sit there and just go, mmm, to trick yourself into thinking that you're good. So good. Also really love uh, Bellows with, like, cream cheese wrapped in bacon, baked in the oven. Oh, mm, that's bacon. one of the man. Man, I might actually have some of those tonight. That I think that's what's on Weirdo's menu tonight. Stuff portobellos. Um, what else? I just those are things I just cannot like. If it's on the menu or if it's in front of me, I'm eating all of them. I might make myself sick. I might be a glutton. So good. Oh, so good. Anyway. Uh, this is what you get for me just going, oh, shit, it's 3 o'clock, I better leave a voicemail, and not actually, like, thinking about what I'm going to say first. So, uh, yeah, hope that works. Anyway, um, looking forward to the show tonight. Hope everybody's happy and healthy. Uh, I, adios, peace out. Stay trippy, little hippies. Bye. 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 Thanks, weirdo. I appreciate yeah, and it. And honestly, weirdo, dude. You you was talk you you was talking dirty. You got me all excited over here talking about that fried zucchini and that damn jalapeno poppers with them cream cheese filling. Man, you need to wash your mouth. Out all right, well, all right. Dirty. So okay, so I'm damn going. It. Okay, so all right, so I'm gonna I'm I'm going to uh, uh, reveal my. Um, <clears throat> and here's but here's the thing. I want to address something because Ice Cube Soup just literally said that they saw bacon wrap cream cheese jalapenos at the grocery store last night. That's Toad's mixed groats and S and G. That's so something that. Damon read, read and I, read with the, and I could do, yeah. and I will tell you, I think I need to make that happen officially. Yeah, yeah. Read, yeah read the ingredients is the only thing I say on anything. Oh, right always, always read the ingredients. We tout that constantly. Yes, it is. So, um, all right, but I'm gonna, I'm going to. Uh, there, there's a, there's a. Uh, I, I was gonna play a clip to give you my, uh, uh, you know, what is my food kryptonite, and I think, I think we it's know a, your kryptonite. Yeah. Oreos are just as addictive as cocaine. Uh, also Doritos, but all right. And in fairness, okay, so behind the mic chatter here, we go to Costco last week, and I couldn't resist. There was this gigantic pack of Oreos, so I put them in the cart because Phone Boy was off doing something else, and he comes back, and we're walking along, and at some point he sees them, and he's like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> and I couldn't resist laughing. I'm like, you know, I'm just messing with you because you know I know that is hot, fresh ass. And the fact that we get along well enough to know that I know his weakness is Oreos and Doritos. He knows my weakness is pizza, the only difference of which is I can make either cauliflower crust pizza that's totally NSG, or I can do what we're going to do pretty soon is make pizza bowls so i can still get the best part of the pizza without that grain laden crust that just makes you feel totally bloated and uncomfortable 
the I mean, who doesn't love the toppings on the pizza? You know, you fucking people scrape the toppings off and eat them shits, and then half the time throw the cost away. Don't don't even try to bullshit a girl because I know that was, how that was the only way I could eat Costco pizza. But anyway, that's that's it. Honestly, okay, so kryptonite as far as food, pizza. That that is my uh, okay. Don't don't wave a nice slice of of pizza in front of me because it's it's going to be ov. No. But I can tell you the way I've eat pizza since I was very young is to scrape the toppings off. And then eat the, you know, eat the crust and then eat the toppings. And I've had so many people be like, oh, you don't like the toppings? Like, no, no, you don't understand. Toppings are the best fucking part. I'm eating the crust before I eat the toppings because I like the toppings best. So now that I have... All right, that needs to go downstairs, by the way. Yes, I know that I have an alternative now because I can make pizza bowls and not have to worry about the nefarious crust. And... Ice cube soup. I have a fantastic cauliflower pizza crust recipe that is not hella involved and difficult. So hit me up in the back channel. I'll provide it for you. It is what Phone Boy and I enjoy when we just have got to have some pizza. We we bust out the cauliflower and it comes out amazing because I have a pizza board as well, like a pizza stone. Yep. And it's 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 fantastic, but um, yeah, it, um, yeah. I mean, God, I'm trying to think of my the the, the pizza place. Well, there's yeah, I I, I have memories of pizza from um, you know from uh, living in Santa Cruz. We used to go to uh, uh, the Upper Crust. I think is a place it was it was, uh, it was on Mission Street, and yeah, that was uh, you know getting the square pieces of pizza. That was kind of cool. It was you know that in you know I, I went to many birthday parties at either Straw Hat or, or Round Table, um, and uh, yeah, it's. Uh, yeah, they had a couple of uh, yeah. There was a, there was a I think there was a place that served uh, pizza in Gig Harbor that was that was all right. Um, but uh, but yeah, it's a, it, it, again. I, I I got I did get to eat pizza in Italy once, and that was uh, that was worth show doing. off. Yes, well, and that was right before I uh, started uh, doing intermittent fasting. Yeah, I got to, yeah I got to go to Milan right before uh, right before I started all that. So. Um, yeah. So, all right, we've got uh, one more voicemail here, and uh, you, you, of course, yeah. of course that, 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 unless uh, somebody else calls in at two five three two three seven three three two one and sounds off, uh, much like this caller did. I guess my food kryptonite would be potato chips, in particular, but really any kind of chips, tortilla, but potato chips are my favorite. They're also what I turn to when I am stress eating. That's my story, and I'm sticking to it. Love y'all. Bye. Thank you, Mama T. Love you, Mama T. Yeah. So, yeah. It, uh, yes. Potato chips. Well, yeah. The um, you know, potato chips. If given what they're fried in these days, yeah, you probably don't want to eat them. I mean, that's okay. A, that's... So I have to tell a story about potato chips. Back in the Northeast, when I was growing up. And I don't even know the brand may still exist. Somebody from the Northeast, shout out, let me know. Um, you can email me, phoenix at lotusfect.show. <clears throat> there was a brand called Stateline Potato Chips. And oh my epic God, how many nights my dad and I would sit and watch movies and snack on these potato chips with... Um, it was green onion dip mix with sour cream. Oh my God. Yes, like all day, every day. So good. But also remember, this was back in like the 80s before 
everything went tits up and they were probably actually frying those potato slices in something so much more healthier than canola oil. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, um, yeah, I'm trying to, okay. So yeah, I think we, uh, yeah, I, I, yeah, like I said, I, I, uh, my, I, I liked the, um, the ruffles, uh, cheese, uh, you know, I don't know. Oh, the cheese, cheese and sour cream. Oh yeah, my cheese God. Cheese and sour yes. cream, potato chips. Yeah. Oh my, I could, mm. Oh, no lie for reals. And you know what? I've actually been to where they make Pringles in mm-hmm. Western Tennessee. Mm-hmm. And these things are in Franken food really bad. They are not a fucking potato chip. To be called a potato chip is an offense to an actual spud. It is horrible. It is Franken yes. food. Yes. Well, yeah, these days, definitely. Uh, yeah, of course, then you, then you eat ruffles. You know, that's a, those are those are real Franken food. But you know it. What isn't Franken food anymore, though? It, truly. It, exactly. All right, so now I think it is time. Uh, I, th- I think it is time to. Uh, uh, I, I, I wish I had the, the Fletcher clip to uh, that said "spark one up," and, but instead uh-huh. I will. Instead, I will play uh, the clip that we're normally supposed to play for this uh, for this segment is smoke weed every day. Yeah, so we're going to do that. Um, That's right. We'll, and we'll start with a little holy herb action here. Now we actually we, there was a question, and, and I remember when this conversation came up. I think we were talking with Tigger. Maybe we were talking to Tigger. <clears throat> it was actually. I believe last night while driving through Nashville in the earlier hours when I would actually go downtown. Yes. Um, because I often talk to my passengers about the fact that, yes, okay, I am 420 friendly, but it's not because, oh, I want to smoke and get screwed up. It's because I, I think we need to legalize because it has a lot of medical advantages, not the least of which is fentanyl which is completely legal and you've heard me talk about this numerous times the tiniest amount is enough to kill a grown human being and yet it's legal but yet a plant that yes it makes you feel good but it also has the ability to reduce reduce anxiety help with many other things including pain and ptsd no we can't possibly allow that to be legal because holy shit big pharma would take a big bite you know, in the ass by people going, no, I'm not going to fill this prescription for this opioid or for whatever. There's an alter, you know, there's a natural alternative to this that doesn't have all the negative side effects. Okay, so what? So you get a little sleepy, you have a nap, so you get the munchies, make good choices, put something in your mouth that isn't hot, fresh ass. Ultimately, a lot better than anal leakage and explosive diarrhea and brain hemorrhaging. Yeah. So, all right. Well, the question was about what is the difference between hemp and marijuana? Now, it's a common misconception that hemp and marijuana are two different species of plant. In fact, I think when we were initially discussing it, we thought that they might be. Now, in fact, they're not distinct species at all. They're just two different names for cannabis, a type of flowering plant in the in the cannabacacia family. I read that as cannabacea family. Okay. Here's the thing. Yeah. There's not a big difference between the two. And the way the conversation became a thing is because I talked to writers a lot. Well, I got off on a little rabbit hole there. I talked to writers a lot about the fact that you can use hemp to make clothing. There are so many versatile uses of this plant and its derivatives or its close relatives, like marijuana, mm-hmm. that... Oh, by, okay, by, okay, by, okay. I get, I've got a side digression. The name marijuana used to be called. So, it was actually a racist term that was associated with the, the, with the people south of the border. Yes, that's true. Yes, we, actually, we read that. In do you remember when I read the 
example for the argument SADU that someone yeah. had written about legalization yeah. of marijuana. Yeah. So that information was actually in there. Yes. So, but ultimately, it, this this is literally a natural way for us to make clothing, heal ourselves, do a, a variety of things, and yet, no, government not going to let that happen. Yes, we have thirty two states who have finally come to their senses and decided that oh, it's not this big bad thing that leads to drugs like crack and fucking meth. Exactly. Now, the only difference between hemp and marijuana, in fact, is is whether it contains a 0.3% or less THC by dry weight. Now, and why? OK, this this is the beautiful thing. Why 0.3%? This definition was first proposed in 1979 in a book called The Species Problem in Cannabis, Science and Semantics. In the book, Arthur, Arthur Ernest Small addresses the fact that it's difficult to distinguish hemp and cannabis because there's no actual taxonomical difference between the two. Small proposed the 0.3% rule as a possible solution, but he himself acknowledged that's an arbitrary number. So this number was used in the legal definition of hemp as specified in the Agricultural Act of 2018, as other laws in the United States. Because the THC level in hemp is so low, it's unlikely to get you high. And I think we already know the answer to that question. It's bullshit. Exactly. Because we've definitely come across some hemp that is listed as being THCA. You heard us talk about it last week. That literally is legal until you smoke it because it decombines. It decombarks, Eliza's. Write that shit down. It decombarks. Let me try this one more time, y'all. I promise you I'm not fucked up. I just can't get my tongue to cooperate. It decarboxylizes when you smoke it and turns into THC. And I can assure you, this stuff does hit the gas from first spark. Yeah, I believe my first, uh, the purple punch that we got from our, our local place. Uh, yeah, I took, oh, a sn- I took was, that. And I there went. was literally purple in it. Like when you ground it up, it had a purple color to it. And when you mixed it, because we like to mix our... You know, our, our true full strength, if you will, with a little bit of the THCA, the THCO, the THCP, whatever letter you want to put past it, it makes it go further. Because let's just be honest about the fact, until this fucking state decides to get their head out of their ass and legalize, we're forced to get it other ways, which we will not divulge how we do it. But we will say we're living a very happy existence. And in order to make our dollar go further for the five years that he has to be extorted by that heifer, we have to make sacrifices. And one of those sacrifices is we cut our pure green with a little bit of hemp that has a kick. That's right. So now, and in reality, is that that uh, that uh, well, it's not. Yeah, it depends on which su- survey you look at, I guess. But at least according to this one, uh, the the uh, uh, <clears throat> see, according to the to the New Frontier Data uh, CEO Gary Allen, more than forty two percent. And by the way, that's kind of a magic number. It's like the answer to life, the universe, and everything. That's correct. Right. So uh, they've used cannabis and say they will use it again. Now, I mean, cannabis, cons- yeah. cannabis consumers are diverse with users spread across age groups, genders, economic brackets, and political affiliations. Said Realize that almost fifty percent of U.S. adults are saying, "Yeah, I spark one up." Yeah, and uh, how much the, more proof do you need that this needs to be taken off yeah. of schedule and fully yeah. legalized? Stop dipping your dick in the weed and go ahead and write it down because I know you want us. Somebody's going to ISO it, but ultimately, 
Get your government out of my grass. Yes, well, the yeah, well, the FDA. Yeah, we, we could we could talk about the, what the what a joke the FDA is uh, with with forty two percent of adults having used cannabis and likely to do so again, and another fifteen percent expressing interest in trying cannabis in the future. Acceptance and receptiveness continues to grow, creating massive opportunities in both new and emerging markets. Here's an interesting thought. Yeah. It says forty percent of U.S. adults. Are you and I not U.S. adults? Has anyone ever asked you if you've tried it? Are you interested in doing so? I, I don't remember that particular question on the census. Yeah. Well, the survey sample size included 5,534 participants, which is broken down into uh, in, into 4,358 4, cannabis consumers and 17 uh, or 1,176 non-cannabis consumers who were surveyed in Q1 of 2023. The survey found that 37% of U.S. adults are considered to be current consumers who are either consume pot annually and plan to do so in the future while 30% of Americans have never used pot and don't intend to. Additionally, 15% of Americans have never tried cannabis but intend to. Additionally, 15% of Americans have never tried cannabis or are interested in doing so, and 13% are former consumers who no longer partake. Now, new Quite for- interesting when you actually run those numbers and realize that with a population of how many billion in this country, that number is truly infinitesimal. It is. Now, and New Frontier Data also published a 2022 analysis of American consumers. And in comparison, the number of current consumers increased from 39% in 2022 to 42% in 2023, with a lot of the legalization, probably. Now, for those who never use cannabis and don't intend to, the number dropped from 34% in 2022 to 30% in 2023. So, Well, look at what's been going on yeah. in the country. Obviously, a good way to not have to face how fucked we are on a daily basis is to spark one up that's right so now this guy this this is a great story and i have actually heard about this years ago it's funny funny to come across this I, I originally had come across this story in 60 minutes like probably 20 something years ago back nothing when like i actually dating ourselves yeah nothing like that so um so 45 years ago, a tenacious glaucoma patient named Robert Randall made history, becoming the first person in the U.S. under prohibition to secure a legal supply of cannabis that was grown, processed, and delivered by the federal government itself. You heard that right, folks. There was a ruling in 1976 that was landmark from the Superior Court of the District of Columbia that gave advocates one of the first and most meaningful victories in the history of the federal government's war on drugs paving the path for future reforms that recognized the therapeutic benefits of cannabis and the importance of preserving civil liberties for patients who sought it out. Now, Randall didn't stop there, though. He was backed by the law of necessity. He went on to petition the federal government for legal access to the Schedule One plant, and he won that right, too. So the government became legally bound to provide the patient with a supply of medical marijuana. Hundreds of joints rolled into standardized units and delivered in a large tin. I'm just saying, I want to know who was tasked with having to roll all those doobies. Inquiring minds want to know. Yeah. Now, there were some research programs that had, there was a bunch of more patients in that program, and he was still... um, and, and he was still, uh, you know, getting. It was still getting joints uh, under the, uh, even though the program had been discontinued. He was still getting uh, his. Uh, you have to love a legal loophole. I'm just saying. Yeah, and this is yeah the the the, the um, yeah because it was a way, because the pharmaceutical the 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 other pharmaceutical treatments uh, were not uh, uh, were not accurate so or were not uh, were not able to accomplish what needed to be done here. So oh, you mean like 
the current shit that's out there that isn't doing a fucking thing for PTSD patients that are former military who come back with a lot of shit in their head that they really don't need to have. And instead of allowing them to spark one up and try to cope so that they don't take their own fucking life. No, they just want to jack them up on pills and make it damn near impossible for them to get the medical care that they need, especially mental health care. So kudos to you, Uncle Sam. You're doing a great fucking job. And fuck Joe Biden. No, there you go. So, all right. Um, now we're going back to sort of the beginning of the thing. Is this, so there, uh, we, if we go back to how, uh, so uh, there was the, the it was federally made illegal in 1937 uh, marijuana, and, and so the allegations that cannabis smoking caused incurable insanity in certain users was widely promoted throughout the 1920s and 1930s, eventually influencing Congress to impose a blanket ban on the substance in 1937. So now, here's the thing: How do they know that they were just simply smoking weed? How do they know they weren't doing some fucking shit like LSD, psilocybin, maybe some peyote? You don't fucking know. You think somebody who's being asked, do you smoke cannabis, sir? Uh, maybe who's asking? Do you do mushrooms and peyote, sir? No, sir, I'd never do that. Meanwhile, he's got a stash in the fucking trunk. Come on, biased all over that. Exactly. So, um, and of course, there are recent studies that, that say that this is complete bullshit, or at least no worse than alcohol, which, of course, is 50 state legal. And-, and it's the truth. I mean, you hear me when I'm talking to passengers in my car about how their whole platform that they have stood on for so many antiquated years that it's rotting and falling down is that, oh, it's a gateway drug, it leads to other drugs. No, assholes, it leads to a nap in the munchies. I don't know anybody who gets fucking stoned and goes, yeah, you know, I'm going to knock your fucking head off, man. I'm going to fuck I'm going to slide into a family of six tonight. Yeah, exactly. No, they're more like, if you've ever seen Super Troopers, the, the cops pull them over, they're doing five fucking miles an hour, but they're convinced they're going at like a hundred. Or, you know, better yet, I've been plenty of stoned with plenty of people. The only thing you give a fuck about is, hey, man, how you doing? That's come, right. Come here. That's Let, right. Let's talk about it. Yeah. There is no, there's no anger when you're stoned. It's all mellow, man. Okay. So, and, 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 and it's fucking profitable. So, we got a, we got a couple of stories. That here. too. Yes. Let, so, let's not forget the fact that all these states that have been brave enough to legalize are seeing the profit in the millions and dare I say, long enough billions from just doing the right thing. Yeah. So, so, the, so there's a couple of stories about the based state of Missouri, and I'm sure Sir Spencer's quite happy. About this fact that the that they've uh, that they launched uh, uh, back in February they they launched uh, legal weed and uh, so now they now they had medical back in 2020 and so uh, so since they made it legal they, they've 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 sold 350 million dollars worth of legal marijuana products and and since Bingo. it was in, and since uh, if you go back to 2020 when they started doing uh, medical uh, that the, the the now the total cannabis sales co- uh, tops a billion so. Yeah, Missouri has its first billion. You know, has, well, it's not its first, but it, because I mean, uh, there, yeah, I mean, there's, 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 I, who is it? Like Anheuser Busch is in St. Louis, I guess that's right. So there's, I'm sure. Yeah, there's, I believe so. Yeah, but it is, but okay, so it has another billion dollar industry. Well, I guess it also has the Kansas City Chiefs too. Or, um, hey, and, yeah. was here for some Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, so <clears throat> Super Bowl champs. Okay, hell yeah. All right, so. 
And then we, but we also then we also pulled uh, Connecticut, which is uh, your home state. Uh, they, yeah, they, they t- unfortunately. Uh, the, so during April, they I guess they recently made it legal. They they got twenty one million. In, it's in the- been legal for. Probably better than a year. I, I would have to go back. I know Sir Spencer and Dame DeLorean could be easily pull that statistic up and like be like, bam, this is when it was legalized. And then shout out to the bowl after bowl wolf pack. We love you guys. Yeah. But ultimately, yeah, I move out of the fucking state and they finally do the right thing and legalize fucking weed. They figured out that everybody was going over the border to mass because they had it legal first and getting the shit. Yeah, and well, they were like, fuck me, Ronan. We're, we're missing out on this huge revenue. We might want to get on board and cut the shit. Yeah. I really wish Tennessee would take a page out of the books of these 32 states that finally realized that the epic revenue that you can take in just by decriminalizing and deregulating a plant a fucking plant like come on guys yes. you're more worried about banning fucking drag queens because oh my god a little kid might think that cross-dressing is the way to go yeah and yet you have kindergarten teachers convincing kindergartners that oh johnny don't you feel like you should be chain come on we're living in idiocracy wake up yeah, no kidding. All right, so now let's talk about um, we'll talk about uh, mushrooms now because uh, this is uh, I mean, so uh, and psilocybin that kind of thing, and it's, it's shown promising uh, results in treating conditions such as depression and anxiety as well as substance addiction. And a team of researchers from the University of Southern Denmark is now studying how the hallucinogenic substance in psilocybin mushrooms works on the molecular level when they enter the body. The research paper is published in the Journal of Biochemica and Biophysica Acta, uh, proteins and, and uh, proteomic. Uh, the psilocybin is converted into uh, psilocin when it enters the body, and then it interacts with the serotonin receptors in the brain. However, the strength may vary based on the types of receptors involved. Now, the study showed strong bonds between the chemicals in magic mushrooms and the serotonin uh, 2AR receptor. Um, yeah, this is... I think if you ever have magic mushrooms, you realize that they got a pretty damn good effect, whatever they do. You know? They sure do, if you can get them. Yeah, exactly. Um, now, um, actually, there. So, so um, there. Uh, so, a, a Washington state co- uh, county uh, has uh, become the latest U.S. jurisdiction to locally deprioritize enforcement of laws against psychedelics like uh, psilocybin and and Ayukasia. I- I- uh, the three members of the. Um, uh, or or it's, I think it's ayahuasca. I think it's actually what it's called. The three members yes. of the Jefferson County Board of Commissioners voted unanimously on Monday to approve a resolution to make enforcement of psychedelic laws among the jurisdiction's lowest priorities, while also voicing support for state and federal decriminalization. Now, by the way, I have, now I happen to know where Jefferson County is. It's actually I, be, I believe it's where Eric the Shill used in, in, in the Shillitz used to live. Uh, I, I believe they have mo- now since moved. Uh, it's a pretty rural area in Washington State, uh, kind of in the you know in the, the uh, north closer to. The, uh, to, to the coast and uh in yeah there it's like okay well what's the you know uh there's nobody almost nobody out there you know right. so um what's the point in that it's a bunch of fun- fucking and i think they even said hey it's, this is basically virtue signaling that we're doing here uh because we really don't have any any jurisdiction over like these you know making these plants legal but we're going to tell you but we you know our position is we're not going to spend county resources to enforce them you know, yeah I mean, they don't have a lot of resources anyway, and you know, so it, I think it just sounds like a bunch of virtue signaling. Yeah, uh, yes. What a surprise! The government or state legislature. Uh, yes, yes, we, yes, we know. Yes, we know that's where Mimi is. That's, as I said, that's where the Shills lived. Yes, but it's a, yeah, the Jefferson. Yeah, so um, yeah, the quality of the black market. There you go. Yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah. 
It, it probably so, made it okay, cheaper. wait a minute. Let me make sure I have this correct. Missouri's full legal now. Yes. No shit. Yes. Oh, that's fucking tits. Yes. I, I don't know where I missed that. But you know what? I think we need to go see the kids. Yes, I think we... <laughs> I think we do too. Yes, um, I'm not yeah. gonna lie. There's there's some people in some St. Lou. Y'all know who you are. We need we need to have an impromptu this that's, summer. That's needs right. to be a road trip. There, there will be a road trip. All right. Phoenix and phone boy road trip. Okay, mark it in the book. Yeah, there you go. So um, okay, so at a, at, a, at a hearing before a Senate Appropriations Subcommittee on Thursday, Senator Brian Schatz, a Democrat of Hawaii, asked the National Institute on Drug Abuse, uh, direct, uh, the NIDA uh, Director Nora Volko, about the status of the agency's research into psychedelics. Now, the NIDA had acknowledged that psychedelic research effectively was halted for many years amid cultural stigma and ramped up criminalization under the drug war, but noted the situation has now changed. Uh, as the evidence is starting to emerge, it shows significant potential in terms of therapeutics for certain conditions like severe depression or post-traumatic stress disorder and also preliminary research showing the benefits of treats treatment of addiction she said we're actually engaging the scientific community to try to understand how psychedelic drugs can be potentially utilized for the treatment how they might affect the brain and also how to deploy them in ways that are going to be safe and very effective well safe you know, again safe. safe for who effective at what yeah exactly but um so it's nice to see that maybe at the federal level we might start be seeing some stuff. But uh, would be uh, nice. Yeah. Um, now I, I, this just because of who's involved in the story, we pulled this out. So multiple studies have shown that psilocybin, the primary psychoactive compound in magic mushrooms, may have extraordinary potential as treatment for severe, serious mental health conditions. But studies of psilocybin normally use forms of the drug that have been synthesized in a laboratory, which is not an accurate way to study the effects. That's just right. FYI. Yeah. So the new license issued by the DEA allows the Ohio State and Interstate, a mental health and wellness research and development company, to grow whole psilocybin mushrooms to produce the compound naturally. Under the terms of the license, all cultivation of psilocybin mushrooms will take place in a federally regulated facility in accordance with strict DEA regulations. Now, yeah, basically, all you got to do is go out and get yourself a bunch of shit. Cow yeah. shit is really good. Yeah. And it's amazing. Yes. You and get some spores, and the next thing you know, you got these pretty red caps with white dots. And they make you see some pretty colors with multiple dots. Yeah. So, you know, it's not that hard to grow, you know, psychedelic mushrooms if you know what you're doing. And interestingly, I'm sure they probably somewhere sell grow kits for these things i know they ship weed seeds i know a company that does that which is kind of interesting because you can basically just get whatever the hell you want strain wise grow it yourself and i can neither confirm nor deny that someone gave me some good information on how exactly to do that so kudos to you and thank you for your courage there you go now um so, um, as they say, by combining cutting-edge techniques in gen genomics and metabol uh, metabolomics, uh, we have the opportunity to gain a high-resolution picture of the chemical diversity of mushrooms that have remained difficult to study for several decades, said Ohio State researchers Jason Slot and Dr. Uh, no, no, no. Kusanji. Ohio State. Yeah, the, yeah, okay, I forgot that. Yes. Researchers believe that using whole mushrooms in mental health studies could give participants the advantage of other compounds besides psilocybin, potentially offering additional therapeutic benefits. Walsh said it is possible that psilocybin mushrooms have multidimensional healing properties that could more effectively improve the quality of life for people with severe mental illness. Yeah, and I can tell you, people who have like schizophrenia and depression and anxiety and things like that. 
among very many other conditions, they really could use to just have something that isn't pharmacological, that helps them to cope with their day-to-day life. Because being in constant chaos in your life, which is ultimately what these folks go through, that is no way to live. And it's no surprise that the suicide rate is so high for these people because ultimately they just get to the point where they're just like, these meds are not working. I'm tired of being a pharmacological guinea pig. I'm just fucking over it. It's easier to, it's easier to just punch my own card. And sadly, the families are those who are left behind to hurt for the pain that something as simple as smoking a joint or getting a little magic mushroom chocolate bar in your body could solve. And even if it doesn't have anything to do with the chocolate, just, you know, brew up some psilocybin tea. Like, why is it so... I mean, I understand. Follow the money. It's all about big pharma and threatening their nut. But for the love of fuck, can someone in power not do the right thing and realize that these are essential essential natural remedies or at least coping mechanisms for people who need an improved quality of life ultimately yeah um, I think we did too. It, 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 it is uh, for sure. Uh, and, and, and it is, uh, it's, yeah, I think that, I mean, you got to be, in, with all this stuff, a lot of environment matters, right? Where, where you are and right. what kind of situation you're in. So, I mean, granted, okay, if you're not in a good head, and, and this is why I think there needs to be, um, you know, de- definite moral studies done. If you're not in a good headspace, which obviously someone who's depressed or, has PTSD or whatever, if you're not in a good headspace taking a mushroom trip, yeah, not the best thing to do usually because it doesn't end well. So I'm not sure how that's going to work. Yeah. So... I mean, I'm not trying to poo-poo on it because I really do want to see some more laws changed to maybe put mainstream marijuana and, and mainstream psilocybin because I think that... I mean, honestly, it's it's natural. It's not chemical. It's not as dangerous as things like Molly and all of the, you know, fentanyl. All these things that are man-made. They're chemical compounds that have devastating results on the body. Whereas psilocybin and cannabis are two things that don't have as negative, if any, negative effects on the body. Now, I could be wrong. I'm not an expert, but there's just certain things that make sense. Yeah, of course, it all makes sense. But uh, um, now, what doesn't make sense is a mushroom that tastes like fried chicken. Oh my God! All right, we go for we're we're getting back into walking and running, and we have this great paved path through this wooded area. And as I'm running along, I see a beautiful orange mushroom that looked a lot like a hen of the woods mushroom. So, of course, I just happen to have a mushroom identifier app on my phone. I pull out my phone and pull out the app. And lo and behold, I look it up and it's called a chicken of the woods mushroom. Very pretty. And I... I'm trying to think. I think I might have taken photos of it. If I didn't, the next time I go on a run, I'll stop by that tree and, and take some photos for y'all. You did because, well, no, that's right. You didn't because, um, yeah, we'll find it. I mean, I took photos in the app, yeah, but I don't think they were saved to my camera. Okay, roll. yeah, got you. Yeah. But ultimately, lo and behold, this morning, I was pulling Google up for something. Can't remember exactly what. And there's always news stories listed under the 
search box. So I just happened to start scrolling down and there is an article about mushrooms that taste like fried chicken and they have a picture and I'm like, this is some fucking voodoo. Now, the article says, for vegans and all those who seldom eat meat, plant-based chicken is plentiful. At the grocery stores, many brands like Guardian and Boca carry vegetarian chicken products that fill the shelves in the freezer aisle to the brim. In fact, it was estimated that 160 million plant-based chicken wings were eaten during this past Super Bowl. Though you can grab fried vegetarian chicken at the supermarket or at a restaurant, you can also make yourself make them yourself at home using oyster mushrooms or seitan, I know which I do not know what it is. Yeah. So, not a fan of oyster mushrooms? Then you might want to seek out the wild fungus called chicken of the woods. As the name suggests, many mushroom foragers liken the taste of the mushroom to fried or cooked chicken. Also known as chicken fungus and chicken mushroom, its vibrant orange-yellow colors and unique shape make the mushroom atypical to the ones usually found in grocery stores and on your plate. Here's the problem, folks. This mushroom, according to the app that I have, is mildly toxic due to the sulfur content in it. And yet, you have recipes and you're touting to vegans how, oh, this is such a great wild fungi. You're going to make people sick. What is wrong with you fuckers? There needs to definitely be some warning on the fact that, look, as much as we're saying, you know, people do eat these, understand that they are mildly toxic and can cause you some gastrointestinal problems. Why are you going to take that chance? First of all, why the fuck are you vegan? You're wrecking your body. Eat a steak. Believe me, the cows will thank you. Yeah, exactly. But yeah. seriously, it's just, I couldn't believe that that article was touting how great these mushrooms are. And I wish I knew who to contact to say, are you serious? Do you not realize that this is a health risk? Yeah. Where's where's the uh, where's the protection and fact checking on articles like that? Yeah, well, well, where's the fact checking on anything these days? Um, so, I mean, that, there, there's that. So, um, yeah, we've got. Oh, look at the look at the pretty mushrooms that uh, that uh, that Nam has uh, posted. Oh, uh, those are nice. Yeah, those are nice. Uh, they're, they're, I'm guessing they're in his backyard. Uh, Probably. Uh, yeah, I would think so. <laughs> All right, so uh, we are at the, we're at the point where uh, let's see. I think this is I think this is what we got to do. I've been slow cooking it all day in my vagina. I'm still embarrassed at that clip, not going to lie. Okay, so what do you ma- so what are you cooking for dinner tonight? We are actually having meatloaf, NS&G style because I didn't use any breadcrumbs in it. I used pulverized pork rinds. It does not hurt the flavor. In fact, it adds a wonderful little smoky pork flavor to it. And because and we we posted the recipe in the show notes, so we will post pictures after it's done, but we added some minced garlic in there, there's some shredded cheddar in there, nice spice mix, and I am really excited and alongside of it, we're going to have the cauliflower mash that I often make that has the sour cream and Parmesan shave in it and some green beans that you and I canned together last year. So I think it's going to be a really delicious dinner. 
Yeah, it is. And so I'm actually, and if you're live in the chat, I, I've got post, pictures posted in the, uh, in the chat of uh, what, what it is that we are, uh, uh, what we are of the, of the meatloaf uh, that, that is before, before it had the, the stuff on it. And the rest of it will be made after uh, in Studio 33. Um, but um, it is actually some great stuff. And we'll say so we'll post the, the recipes for all this stuff in, in, in the, in the, uh, in, That's right. in the show notes. So, um, yeah, now we get into kind of the back, the, you know, the back of the pantry segment is kind of where we get, we kind of throw other stuff that we want to talk about. That's interesting. So, um, now this, this came up because it, because it crosses over with what I do in the day job, uh, smashing pumpkins frontman Billy Corgan revealed how he gave in and paid the ransom to a hacker who was in possession of the band songs from the newest album. I guess they got in and broke and they got, the pre-release versions of his uh, tracks and wanted to release them. Um, and so instead he paid the money now. And I've, and I've heard... Our, yeah, I read that article in its entirety and he was talking about how it would have absolutely ruined the whole ambiance and whatever, whatever with this new album, which is why he was paying the ransom. And I just thought that was the most disgusting thing because it's like, I get being proud of your music and this, that, and the other thing, but... Do not negotiate with terrorists, dude. So what? Your fucking song gets leaked. Get the fuck over it. Your fans are going to go ape shit. And your sales, once you finally release that album, are going to go through the fucking roof to begin with. So So, don't waste, don't throw good money at bad behavior, ultimately. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, so, all right. So, um, meanwhile, this is this. I I, was, I pulled up the the, uh, the local paper this morning, and um, and this is and and I was actually surprised to find a story on cryptocurrency that that involved uh, the, our, our Cumberland County here, and and so there are actually two cryptocurrency mining operations in Cumberland County, one on Plateau Road and, the, and another on Sparta Highway, both owned by U.S. Farms and Mining Inc. based in Sugarland, Texas. Now, Gilbert and other property assessors in Tennessee have been, uh, or yeah, Sandy Gilbert, uh, property assessor, uh, uh, yeah, Sandy Gilbert. Yeah, and other property assessors in Tennessee have been struggling to find information on the powerful computers used in cryptocurrency mining. We can't seem to get anyone to tell us the cost of the computers. We can't get any information. Um, and taxes, taxes, or Tennessee assesses taxes on the tangible property owned or held by a business that is used in its operations. So this includes furniture, supplies, vehicles, and computers. These items are assessed at 30% of the appraised value, which is based on the value of items included on a personal property schedule. Now, uh, so they're not talking about the value of the cryptocurrency. They're talking about, they're basically like the business is completely ignoring the requests to uh, provide information about the, the equipment that they have. Which you know, very get. interesting, especially with them being a a business that's not native to Tennessee. Yeah, well, exactly. It's, yeah, that's it would not, would not be something I would expect to be showing up. But I mean, again, I guess you find your space where you can where you get it. I guess. I mean, then there's, there's well, there's plenty of space it, out this here. This is kind of an unassuming area. Oh yeah, I mean, it's a quaint little town, as we've both referred to it. It very much is. I mean, yeah. looking at Main Street itself, I mean, you're transported back to easily the the 1970s early 1980s yeah how the world looked oh no kidding um so not anything against our beautiful main street don't get me wrong no we, we love our main street this is um it's one of the things i used to love about driving through some of the small towns in ohio and sometimes up north and whatnot is you just you can feel the history that the town is steeped in how it might have looked 50 to 100 years ago arguably 
Yeah, exactly. So, um, so I there's an article that was so that we we've been kind of following the story of the of the plate and bowl restaurant here in the Glade, yeah. um, and uh, so interesting. There, there were no there were no articles about the about the uh, about things this this uh, this week in the in the paper, but there was a, there was a piece about restaurant inspections, and I and I actually put a uh, because it was it was in the physical paper. It was not even online. I, I so I took a screen I took a shot of it and I put it I put it, I've uploaded it to. The, it's uh, an interesting read for anyone who wants yeah, to look at it. Yeah, but basically anything that's been inspected in the state of Tennessee, there's a they've got the website you can go look and go. For that. And that was the one thing I got out of that article was uh, where to go look because they made the, the so the the owners of this restaurant made the statement that they uh, claimed they had been inspected. Yes, however, there's no record of said inspection, and in fact, there's a there's a there's a table in this uh, in this article that's uh, that shows several restaurants that are in the area that uh, you know and the scores that they got and when they you know because they're, they're on a hundred scale and then and because yes. believe me if they're if they had been inspected there would be a paper trail i guarantee you that the county in which we reside is not going to put their ass out in the wind and not file the proper paperwork for things i don't give a shit how much they may not like a restaurant or not want them in business there are certain lines you cannot cross and believe me it, it will be observed if you do so i it just serves to further fuel my irritation with this restaurant not that they give a fuck because just comply stop being fucking ridiculous i understand standing on your principles but at some point your bottom line starts knocking on the door and you need to be able to answer yeah when you open it and honestly, it's amazing that whoever is leasing the space to this place has not caught wind of this and gone, yeah, you're breaching your contract. Get the fuck out. Because at some point, it's going to come down to where the county takes and literally chain and padlock the doors like in fucking Stand By Me. Yeah. Or um, whatever that fucking movie was with Morgan Freeman where he... Uh, padlocked the doors of the high school show yeah forget well that wasn't stand by me that was a different no movie. you're right stand by me was a uh stephen king yeah yeah so all right um Okay, so I think we'll move on to the uh, to the final section here, which is which was which uh, I wasn't sure we were going to take, but I think we, we we're gonna we're gonna go with this, and it, it, and I'm gonna introduce this uh, this uh, story with a clip. If I can play it. It's in the Constitution. It says you have the right to bear arms or the right to arm bears, whatever the hell you want to do. <laughs> All right, this is the story that that, that, that Tigger brought to our attention, and, and we had a bit of a yes. debate. So, uh, so the um, and I'm a healthy it, debate. It, we had a healthy debate about this, and so uh, it, so there. Uh, so I, I probably uh, what I probably should have done is uh, so let me actually I should have pulled the, the, the title up of this. So a federal ban on selling handguns to 18 to 20 year olds is unconstitutional. Judge says now. Um, so there, there is there is apparently a federal ban on the sale of handguns uh, for eighteen to twenty year olds now. Um and so the and I went, I'm going to I, I've I've got the text here of the Second Amendment. It's very simple, and you know we you know Adam Curry said, yeah, you can read this stuff. It's not that complicated. Um, and so a uh, so a second the Second Amendment text says a well regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Here's the problem: it says a well regulated militia. We are not a fucking militia. 
Yeah. Well, I actually. Th- and if you are a militia, the government. Here's the irony: if you are a militia, the government tries to come in and fucking grab you up like you're some terrorist organization just because you want you have other like-minded, gun-friendly people who believe that defending your home prairie, if you will, yeah. is your God-given right under the Constitution, and, and it actually is. Yeah. So, and this is, and so, you know, I look at, and I, and I was, and, and, and I was taking the position, and I still take the position that the, the Constitution, like, like Weirdo says, shall not be infringed, right? It is, that is, that is very clear and direct. The right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. What part of that is uh, unclear, right? So. The fact that it was written over 200 years ago when there was a need for quote unquote children of the age of 14, 16, 18 to take up arms because their fathers yeah. were away yeah. at war and yeah. they had to defend their homestead and protect the women yeah. and children inside. Yeah. We're not living in the fucking colonial yeah. days how, how, anymore. Yeah, how, you hand a fucking 18 year old the right to purchase a gun legally. Now you all know I am a huge proponent that live and let live and you should have the right to legally own a firearm if you want to. But I do believe there needs to be age restriction on that. Look at how many school shootings we've had with people who've perpetrated this that are between the demographic age of 18 and 20. Yeah, so... Seriously, I'm not good. I'm good with shall not be infringed. I'm not good with an 18-year-old who maybe is dating Sally Slut who's, you know, banging Billy Big Dick and Jimmy No John gets pissed off, takes and goes and legally buys a gun because, oh, these assholes have got this shit you know, locked down to where we can't have that law. And the next fucking thing you know, he's blazing away because yeah. his slut girlfriend and a big dick Brock or whatever yeah. are banging in the back seat. Yeah. yeah. So no, well, eighteen is not a responsible enough age to go and legally purchase uh, a okay, firearm. Okay. So I, I want to read from a little bit from the article because I think it's because I think it's important for context here. Because the statutes and regulations and questions are not consistent with our nation's history and tradition, they therefore cannot stand. Uh, uh, U.S. District uh, Judge Robert Payne of the Eastern District of Virginia said, uh, he, uh, or he wrote under uh, referencing the Supreme Court rulings instruction that lower courts look to the gun regulations that were in effect during the Constitution's framing to decide whether a current gun law violates the Second Amendment. Now, the Justice Department, of course, declined to comment, but... Of course uh, they did. You know, you know, but, uh, but his attorneys have, have the option to ask that Payne's ruling be paused for it to be appealed. There are also procedural questions about the case that must be settled before Payne issues a mandate that puts the ruling into effect. Now, in his opinion, Payne concluded that 18 to 21-year-olds were part of the American political community, citing the age group's ability to vote and enlist in the military. And thus, the age group fell under the Second Amendment protections. And if the court were to exclude 18 to 21 year olds from the Second Amendment's protections, it would impose limitations on the Second Amendment that do not exist from other constitutional guarantees, Payne, a George H.W. Bush appointee wrote. Now, he, he then turned to the second part of the Supreme Court's test, where the high court said that a regulation could only be upheld if analogous regulations existed at the time of the framing. And he said, the government has not presented any evidence of age-based restrictions on the purchase or sale of firearms from the colonial era, uh, uh, founding or early republic, Payne said. Now, and then, um, 
So he later concluded that the lack of analogous regulations permits a finding that the founders considered age-based regulations on the purchase of firearms to circumscribe the right to keep and bear arms confirmed by the Second Amendment. Now, uh, that is, um, and that's that was the basis on which they did this. And we got into it, and, and, and you and I got into a debate about you know whether these age restrictions are a good idea or not. And and you know, and I think, and and I and I I can argue that maybe yes, it might not be a bad idea to 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 do that. I can understand the logic of that. However, because this is covered in an amendment to the Constitution, the only, the literally only way that this can change and have it be constitutional is by a constitutional amendment. And that's happened in our lifetime at least once. And uh, I don't disagree. I think there needs to be a constitutional amendment set forth that says you have to be 21 to legally purchase a firearm. I'm sorry. I don't fully believe that at 18 years old, you are mature enough in... I'm not saying that there aren't some 18-year-olds who are fully mature enough. And I know the arguments being made in the chat about being 18, signing up for the draft, and being able to bear arms in the military. That is a structured environment. I'm not... I don't feel good about a random 18-year-old who is very hot-headed and can pop off and legally buy a weapon that he then goes... Because guess what? You don't have to reg you you don't have to have a permit in Tennessee. You you don't have to conceal in Tennessee. So it makes it this this whole thing and I understand this case is existing in Virginia, but that's literally our neighbor to the north east. And ultimately I don't think it's right that some random hot headed eighteen year old can go and buy a gun and because he's pissed off, he wants to go blasting. That's how school shootings happen. That's how just general random fucking homicides happen. People are screaming for tougher gun laws, but they don't realize that the laws that they are looking to have are already constitutionally yeah. illegal. Yeah, they're already. Well, I mean, I, That's I, would, what say, I'm saying. I would say pretty much every gun regulation. Yes, to, every to, gun law right now ultimately could be viewed as illegal. So or, 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 well, or, or unconstitutional. Stricter. It's that, legal, but saying. it's unconstitutional. That's what I'm unconstitutional. So ultimately, the way to fix this is not stiffer laws. It's literally making it where the laws that we have can be fucking enforced. I'm sorry if that pisses anyone off that as a gun enthusiast, yes, I think you have the right to own any gun that you want as long as you go through the proper legal channels to obtain it. But I also think there needs to be an age restriction on that. There's an age restriction on cigarettes. There's an age restriction on alcohol. Alcohol especially, okay? You get tanked up and and, and you fucking kill somebody that you wouldn't have killed otherwise and you want an 18-year-old who you know is already drinking, even though it's not legal, to be able to legally buy a gun. Yes. Yeah, that's really going to yeah. mix well. My point is, you have to be 21 in order to buy yeah. alcohol, because alcohol leads to bad shit. No. I think you should have to be able to be 21, to be yeah. old enough, to be rational enough, God willing, yeah. to make the decision that you understand that if you take that weapon and you point it at someone and pull that trigger, even if you're just joking, there's a great probability that you're going to end that person's fucking life okay and just because you think you're fucking cool you want to show off to your friends at 18 oh look man i got a piece man yeah nobody gonna fuck with me man right that's how we have a homicide rate that is through the roof 
Yeah. I'm, I'm just saying, I think age restrictions need to apply because guns are uh, okay. more dangerous than yeah. alcohol. And, 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 and unfortunately, you know, and, and, and we can we can argue the, the relevance could, of that. We could. But, but the reality is that it is be, given the the, the, the the way the Second Amendment is written. Yeah. And, and, and the, unfortunately, the only way to amend that is through another constitutional amendment. And that process is hard. So if you if that's what if that's the, the belief. Right. And if enough people agree that that's the case, it could certainly be amended to say, oh, you have to be 21 to acquire a, a firearm. But, but my they- whole point is that they're going about this wrong. If because I'm, I'm catching a lot of shit in the chat. Okay, I'm not being a government bootlicker. I'm being a responsible gun owner in that I know that at 18 years old, neither one of my sons was mature enough, in my opinion, to own a firearm. Under supervision, did I allow them to use a firearm? Did I purchase a firearm in my name of which access was granted only if I deemed it allowable because it was in my name yes i was not going to freely give my child even at 18 years old a firearm i was not comfortable with that and a lot of parents i think feel the same way i understand it's not constitutionally right but it's the reality of look around what kind of shit is going down and you want to arm teenagers that are at the height of their testosterone-fueled lives? Are you kidding me? Yeah, but... All right. Anyway, um, yeah, I, I think there's only one uh, clip to play now. No, there, yeah. w- there was something else about this that I was going to bring to light, and I'm trying to remember what it was. So give me a moment, because it was actually very important to bring up. Yeah. But ultimately, the, the long and the short of it is, if you want this to change, then... Get your state representatives to go before Congress or the Senate or whoever they have to and propose a amendment to the Constitution. Yeah, it has to be done. It has to be done by the several states. I think three quarters. It has to be written and three quarters of the states have to ratify it in in constitutional conventions or something like that. It is not. Right. And there's a ton of states who obviously have these laws, be they constitutionally irrelevant. Yeah. Okay. If they all would go, okay, we have these laws on the book, they're not constitutional, so we need to get on board with filing so that we can make them constitutional, that doesn't seem like such a far, you know, a a far stretch. Yeah, it doesn't seem like it. I mean, but uh, yeah, and I think, and we can talk about what the appropriate age is, you know, or, or, or again, it's going to be different. It's going to be appropriate for the person, I think, to a degree. I, I still think that 21 is what what at 18 years old do you need a fucking firearm for help me understand at 18 years old what in your life you require owning that firearm save for military service which they obviously allow you to handle a firearm at 18 years old if you're in the military but as a lay person as a non-military member what the hell at 18 do you need a firearm for I, i mean i'm seriously asking that question as someone who is a staunch defender of the Second Amendment and believes that it should not be infringed upon as so much as if I can pass all of your bullshit tests and, and, and you know, background checks and whatever, I should have the legal right to buy a goddamn AK-47, an AR-15, 
a Mac 9, which, by the way, that was what I was trying to think of, okay? So back in Connecticut some years ago, we had a doctor in our hometown, and I knew him personally, really decent dude. His son had been versed in, according to him, his his son had been versed in gun safety. They went hunting whatever. Long story short, they go to a gun show, and at the time you know, a lot less regulations than we currently have. They were allowing you to test fire these weapons if you wanted to. Kind of like we have at one of the gun ranges in our state in, you know, the eastern part, uh, the one that I used to like to go to. They um they will rent you whatever weapon you want to fire and, and sell you the ammunition with which to do so. So at this gun show, his son wanted to handle an Uzi. Eight years old. He lets the kid do it. Kid loses control, ends up shooting himself in the head, dies. And I understand the argument's been made that the father has that on his soul for the rest of his life. No criminal charges assigned. I have a problem with that. As a parent, never, ever, not a chance in hell. Don't care if you've been hunting with a little pissant 22 since you were how old? You are not handling a, an, an, a, a fucking machine gun, ultimately, or anything with more kick than maybe a nine, because you are not strong enough to do so. And yet, we want to put machine guns in the hands of 18-year-olds legally. Now, I know, far delta between 8 and 18, but not so different. There's things that are right and there's things that are wrong. And in this case, I think that allowing 18-year-olds to, despite the fact that the Constitution says this and that, the Constitution is also better than 200 years old. States need to propose a amendment to it that protects us. And I know people are going to shit on me. We'll probably lose listeners. And I'm also aware of the fact that a lot of these school shootings either the weapons were obtained from the parents, which shame on the parents for not having that shit locked up with the keys where the kids don't know where they are, or by illegal means, which stronger gun laws are going to do exactly what to stop that. Not a fucking thing. Because if a criminal, if a nut job is going to get a gun and go shoot up a school or a Walmart, as has recently happened apparently in Texas, okay, they're going to do it with a weapon that's legal or illegal. They don't give a shit. Their intentions are not that of virtue and they're going to do whatever they have to do to carry out their nefariousness so stronger gun laws are not the answer but putting age restrictions on the ability to buy a firearm may just help a small amount and holding parents accountable your kid gets a hold of your gun and fucking goes on a shooting spree oh yeah your ass is on the hot seat right there with that kid i don't give a good goddamn that is justice yeah, I mean, but the yeah, but I mean, the other thing I think that happens with school shootings is they've turned them all into gun-free zones. You can see how well that's worked with all the school shootings that are going on because it was a gun. If they were truly a gun-free zone, a guns wouldn't be there, and nobody and, and nobody would get shot. Well, but you know, clearly that uh, didn't uh, do anything. But anyway, um, I think uh, we uh, we I think if we if we sh- we shot ourselves in the foot with this topic. Yeah, <laughs> you asshole. I think we have. Yes. Okay. Well, now, hold on. I'm trying to do this.
I'm so fucking over this. All right, so I think we've uh, I think we've uh, we've uh, bored the, we've we've uh, argued this enough, and uh, yeah, we've definitely been a burr under the saddle of Sir Bemrose, if nothing less. Yes, well, I I, I expect a great rant on grumpy old Ben's or angry tech news about all of this, but all you right. know what? I I invite it. I yeah. really do. Yeah, exactly. So, all right, we're all right. So, uh, how do I end this things? I think it's something, something like, like this. this. Jordan fades back, swoosh, and that's the game. Fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. You're cool, and fuck you. I'm out. You're still here. It's over. Go home. Go.